Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's 2019, which means new year, new you for most people. But this also means that there's overcrowded gyms and just pretty much any place that you want to work out at, everybody's going to be on the same type time. Don't abandon your New Year's resolution by February because old habits die hard. Here at the Realest Podcast Ever, we got a brand new program for you that's going to get your body right and have you fit on the beach all summer. It's called Beach Body On Demand. Beachbody On Demand is an easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts that you do from the comfort of your living room 24-7, which means there's no restriction on when or where you work out. This company comes from the same people that brought you P90X Insanity, which is a crazy program that took over the world that everybody remember. They literally have 600 different workouts that you're able to do with a bunch of different trainers that are world-renowned and specialize in different areas, and you can literally access this program anywhere and anytime. You can view it on your computer, your web-enabled TV, your tablet, your smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and even more. In particular, I'm really loving the core workout. It's something that's very intense. It only takes me 20-25 minutes to get a crazy workout in. And over the year, y'all going to see the transformation that I go from now, where I'm like a fat schlub, to being completely in shape and having the best beach body that I can have. So what I want to do is I want to invite all of our listeners out there to get a free trial membership for 14 days. This is a guarantee results implemented plan where you're going to see immediate results over the 14 days as long as you follow the steps that you have. So what I need y'all to do is text TRPE to 303030. That's text TRPE to 303030 to get your free 14-day trial plan. And we're guaranteeing that you'll lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks if you just follow these simple and easy steps with the Beachbody workout plan for Beachbody on demand. T-R-P-E. The realest podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on the second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. Street. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy and Matt makes me sick. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Jim Foley. All is good with the world. We just did a show on Thursday, and we are back again. You are welcome, all of you. It's the realest podcast ever, episode 75, right? Number 75, holy shit, we got 75 episodes long. Even though we've done way more than 75 episodes, but this is the official number 75. Because, like, the part Have two. Have we done? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the part twos and then the sneaker episodes and the fucking show that I did in Baltimore. None of that shit counts. Jerome, you almost had to choke Justin over. <laughs> yeah. We recorded that three times. That was three shows <laughs> a week. Oh, man. Six hours worth of content, all six of them back. <laughs> I'm Matt Kane. No longer Matt makes me sick. Oh man, you retired the uh, Matt makes me sick is over. I tried to. Matt Kane is gone on Instagram. <laughs> Apparently, there's another <laughs> Matt Kane out there. Uh, so, so, so this is your second attempt for those of the, that are out there listening. You tried to be just Matt. That didn't work. I, I actually at the person who has the Matt name. Yeah. Like his his at name is just Matt. Yeah. And he has like 
37,000 followers. <laughs> Apparently, when Twitter first started, people ran and grabbed up. Did regular names just on everything. all these names. So it's like to get, you want your name to just be Chad. You got to go to the person who has that. I, I DM'd him, like, um, could I get that name if possible? And he told me, don't DM him, don't DM him again. So... <laughs> No disrespect, my no, man. No, what I'll do, what I'll do, respect. <laughs> you know what I'm Exit this DM, please. Yeah. Have so. a nice day. I'm the only Matt that matters. Yeah, man. I, um, I told you, I'm just sick of seeing Matt makes me sick. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. At this juncture, I just. Did you officially change the name? I, no, I haven't because I can't oh, get one. Okay. Now I'm just stuck. It's like, you know, I got to essentially do a uh, a Prince or a uh, 2 chains type, and I don't know what. <laughs> What the next next iteration of this is? I tried Gorgeous Matt on Twitter. They <laughs> grinded me up <laughs> for that. So I'm like, that ain't going, that ain't it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know what the hell to do. Holy shit. Mitch was pissed when I changed that shit to Gorgeous. I mean, he was like, I'm not adding you <laughs> ever again. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be, Just man. Just be stuck out there in cyberspace now with yeah, Gorgeous like Matt. Like, what you say? Uh, I, had a, I had a tough time connecting. <laughs> How does shit feel? So... But I don't know. Uh, yeah, we were just here Thursday. Yeah, so mm. I can't ask you how your week was. How was your weekend? It's the end of the weekend. Uh, Eagles just lost. Uh, People are losing their shit on social media. They letting them forty-one to thirty-three tweets yeah. fly. I think I, uh, I think I jinxed them. I threw up the Lombardi pitch from last year. These motherfuckers po- posting their pictures from last year, videos <laughs> of them crying in the street. I'm, I'm like, it's over. over. I think like, I jinxed them. I, I was explaining it to my homie the other day, man. Like. In football, not so much in basketball. Basketball is just who's better is going to win. Yeah. There's just no way around it. And I was saying it to uh, Jules the other day. Shout out Jules. He bet he went back home and shit. He was up here, you know what I'm saying, for the week. And um, basketball, who's better is going to win. Like, since we've been born, it's only been 12 champions in basketball. Like, right. you just don't haul off and randomly win a championship. Like, yeah. in football, though, it's like the Buccaneers won one year. Right. You know. The, the the Bears ended up in the Super Bowl with the Colts. The you know Panthers I mean? with Jake DeLome at quarterback. Fucking, <laughs> what was the uh, number 12 from the Raiders? Um, Rich Gannon wound up in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in football, it's an any given Sunday aspect. Yeah. But it's like watching something, it, it just has to be right. And as much as I like the Nick Foles story, there was— there was just no reason for them to beat the Saints. Yeah, like, I mean, the fact that the game was that close was a little like, yeah. wow. Because I thought the same. When you look at time of possession, the fact that Kamara and Ingram could do whatever they want whenever they want, yeah. they, the Saints should have won by 35. Like It should have it been like the Patriots did the Chargers earlier. Right. It just shouldn't even have been close. So the fact that it was that close was like, oh, okay, I mean, they fought. Yeah. And I respect that. I told you I'm not a hater. Watching this shit last year was dope. I'm a Cowboy fan, but it's like, you know, like I'm going against them, but backdoor, I'm like, it's going to be lit, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They make it back this month. And when I walked in, Taylor's every, since we've been here, every time I've come in, Taylor's sitting right there. When I walked in, it was just nobody there, and the, the game was on the screen. I was like, Taylor going to cry in the car, boy. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, they, they hung in there as much as they could. And it's like just in football, I don't know, like, I feel like the four best teams wound up being there. Yeah, for once. <laughs> like, finally, it's like the NFL got it right. Because 
you know, when you... I mean, realistically, I said it... I think I said it on this show maybe about four or five episodes ago. I'm like, it's crazy to think that the four best teams in football are the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Rams, and the Saints, and neither one of them have a stellar secondary. Yeah. Their defense at times has all been shaky, and those four teams wound up going to the championship games. Yeah. It's like those were the, the four standout teams. Yeah, I mean... Like, at times, the Eagles, the Cowboys, even, like, the Chargers, the Ravens, yeah. they, they all showed... Dopeness at times. The, the Andrew Luck and them look good at times. Fucking who am I thinking about from the NFC? Um, who was in the 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 NFC the game? The Bears. The Bears. Like at times, Trubisky and them look good. You know, but the four standout teams this year were the Rams, yeah. the Saints, the the Chiefs, and the Patriots. Yeah, so. the Super Bowl is pretty much gonna be like seventy seven to uh, seventy one. The where I'm at is like. <laughs> Take the over in the Super Bowl. I want to say the Patriots because you look at the game they had earlier this year. It was forty three to forty. Patriots won. Remember, it was just a shootout. Yeah. It's just who gonna score more? Yeah. Like we gonna score the last touchdown bet? Yeah. They're gonna play an Arrowhead though, right? It's a different. It's a different. So yeah, it's, it's a like, different story. And you know, I, I as I want to see Andy Reid get a Super Bowl. Yeah. So at this juncture with these four teams, I'm, you know, my man Ra, he know why I'm pulling for the Saints, but. I'd like to see Andy get one because for, for him with his coaching tree and the fact that it's like known that Andy Reid is like the god to the modern yeah. day NFL coach, he deserved to get a bowl before yeah. he exits stage left. Yeah, so. man, I think the Super Bowl that probably would be the most interesting would be uh, the Chiefs and the Rams. I mean, we saw what that we saw that game earlier in the season what that shit was. And I actually, how they I, actually think, it out. I actually think the most interesting would be Tom Brady versus Drew. That would just be. Uh, I don't want to see them two old dinosaurs. In the but Super the thing Bowl, with man. them being old dinosaurs is like it ain't like Bird and Magic where don't nobody got a hamstring. It's like <laughs> these these motherfuckers is like still it. So. Yeah, I just I just want to see the NFL progress past the Tom like, I was, Brady I was at era. The, I was at the poker room the other day and it's just, this just just how delusional Eagles fans is. It's like the guy was like, yeah, man, I want the Patriots again. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> He's like, what? After what we did to Tom and them last year, you telling me we can't roll over them? I'm like, I don't know if y'all rolled over them. Tom Brady broke the Super Bowl passing record last year. He's like, besides that. I'm like, ain't no besides that. The motherfucker threw 500 fucking yards last year in the Super Bowl. It's like, that shit literally came. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Came down to a play. Yeah. Like they don't get that strip sack. Think about it, if you watched the joint, Tom Brady and them literally did whatever they want the second yeah. half of that game. Remember, they took the lead at one point in the joint. So it's like, I'm like, be careful what you wish for. It's like, you got to get yeah. past Drew. Then you got to get past Golf and the boys. Then you got to get to Tom and them. But it's like, yeah, I, I don't think you want Tom and them. Not in the, not in the bowl. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nah. Like, it's a coin flip at that that juncture. And Tom been the eight of them. So, yeah. you know. 
But, yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I would love to see Andy Reid win one. I, w- um, I would. I, I really like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I really like the Rams team too, in the way that they set up, especially like they defensive front end and all of that. Um, I haven't watched much football this year outside of Chiefs, Rams, and occasional Cowboys games. Let me ask you this: If Kareem, if the uh, if the Chiefs win, would Kareem Hunt get a ring? I guess technically, yeah. He, he would have on the roster like ten or twelve games. And, right? w- yeah. If the Saints win, would Des Bryant get one? I think also, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to see a Chief Saints joint. <laughs> One does get a ring. I mean, you know, I still throw the X's up every right. now and then. So it's like, yeah, but. um, The Gary Payne Miami Heat ring. I fucked up. No, a Jawan Howard Miami Heat <laughs> ring, you know? <laughs> 44th man on yeah. the roster. <laughs> you literally had a suit on all season. The facto assistant coach. But, um, oh, you want to talk about our numbers and shit, man? Yeah. We, we do. Our numbers have, like, doubled. Uh, no, more than that. Like yeah. like sixty percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much lifetime we were doing somewhere around like twenty, twenty two thousand downloads episode or whatever like that. And you know, thanks to y'all, um, you know, I guess word of mouth, viral promotion, something. Y'all did something different. Yeah. Because our shit exploded last month. We did over two hundred thousand downloads for the month of December, uh, to yeah. close the year out. And uh, you know, it's that opened our eyes, yeah. and it just let us know, like, all right, we going in the right direction. Like, yeah. we really starting to see the seeds that we planted the past two years are really starting to like when come I, I'm, to fruition, and the audience I'm, is blowing. Literally, up. I be getting DMs and and mentions on Twitter from all types of people. Just, Every time we put an episode up, I get no less than like twenty, twenty five Instagram tags on my story of people posting our shit. And yeah. I try to go through and post every single yeah, one. Yeah, because this shit is exposure. It's just you don't yeah. know who that like literally I was talking to a chick the other day. She's like a doctor in Miami and she was like, Yeah, I was born in oh, Philly. Oh, at least my homegirl. I'm yeah. just like, okay. She was <laughs> like, I'm born in Philly and that show makes me feel like I'm in Philly yeah. going at it with me. I'm just like, oh that's dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so just word of mouth, it traveling, going, 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 going. Like when we when we don't post the episode, you got twenty five. Yeah, Yo, what the fuck is going? You know, like <laughs> what, what's happening? What's what's going on? And it's just like, yeah, man, I don't know. But uh, the the numbers for this past month were were pretty dope. Yeah, when phenomenal. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, that's lit. You that know? you know the numbers, uh, you know they are what they are, but it just kind of lets you. It's very encouraging because it lets you know that number one, what you've been doing is not being unnoticed. Number two. Our show has gotten better right. because more people are literally willing to tell the world that yeah. this is their shit, like and this is their favorite podcast. And I see it on Twitter every week. Joe Button shit is dope. TRP just as dope. Like that's that's like the yeah. the standard of where we being like held up at right now. And uh, we appreciate y'all, man, all the support. We're gonna continue to you know progress and get better. We got new merch coming. Yeah. Uh, once the other studio get finished, we're gonna bring back the video component because a lot of this shit needs to be on video. Yeah. A, lot like, <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it. And uh, live shows. Like we've had requests for a live show in Atlanta now. Uh-huh. I, I said, listen, if the market will bear it, we'll, we'll show the fuck up. Just. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> my homegirl earlier was like, when are y'all gonna do the live show? And I'm just like, I mean, we're gonna figure it out in these next couple weeks, hopefully. And she was just like, yeah, that that should be like uh, insane. And I was just like. It good insane or like you know bad insane <laughs> or like call the or police yeah. detail insane. <laughs> you never know which way it's going to go. Like, but, um, like Meek Mill at the Blue Horizon insane or yeah. Quilly Mills on Instagram like, insane. Like, like Beans at the Marathon Girl insane <laughs> or Beans at uh, the Pony Trail yeah. <laughs> insane. It's like this shit could go one. Yo, I was watching the uh, Rockefeller freestyles today. The Hot Nine Seven. 
I they somebody uploaded all. I've never seen the video. The video part. I never said this yeah. is just how different we talk about. Like you just mentioned the video component. I've heard. I know every word because yeah. I, I, at one point I was in high school. I sold that mixtape, right. Hot Nine Seven One and Two. So I, I know it word for word, like verbatim. But watching it and watching the room react and the beans and free going back and forth over I shot you. It was just like, damn, this is like nostalgic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was. You know, it makes you sit back and just be like, "Damn, rock!" Like, they had. I mean, they y'all had, had it. They had it. They had it. They had it. They fucked up several ways, <laughs> several steps along the way, but they definitely had this shit. Seeing Hove really sit there and scream, he's only sixteen. You know, yeah. even though he was like twenty-four. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, just, he's been signing you for four years. And, and it was crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it, watching it. Like, Chris was sixteen. The video, the date on the video says January 12th, 2001. And I'm thinking to myself, like, January 12th, 2001. I was 15. Somehow Chris is three years older than me now. He's only a year old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's how funny this industry Alibis ain't matching up, yeah. bullshit catching up. These industry ages, boy, be crazy. It's, it's nuts. But, um, yeah, I was watching that shit today. Like, that was... That was good. Yeah, I mean that 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 part of hip hop doesn't exist anymore. Like nah. it's it's over. The even whole like, crew coming yeah, up to the even radio. Even like the flex and, freestyles is like yeah. it's it's we got some dope moments out of that. Loaded Lux, Meek Millie. The flex freestyle now. Black really, thought. what it is? It's it's sort of like what Dame talks about. Like everything is going like corporate, yeah. and like you don't have a say so. Like flex couldn't even do that now. Correct. Like let the whole crew just come through. Everybody in live here, radio live. Doing whatever they want to do, smoking, bringing whoever through. Niggas was rapping their little shit and passing the. <laughs> you get you you can't get that now because it's like you got to sit here, stay in yeah. this seat, make sure they can see the Ciroc, John. Make it, it's it's yeah. you know it's uh. If you ever watched the movie Brown Sugar, it's like that's kind of what has happened. Yeah. As much as I like don't like that movie, it's like. <laughs> I don't. I haven't it, seen that joke in a long time. The only part I like is when the, the ding ding my divorce. That was the only joke, <laughs> only part I really like. But because it was like way too like hip hop ish, you right. know what I mean? But yeah, that's what's happened to hip hop. Is like people don't realize it now. Like rap is not rap. Rap is pop music. Yeah, it's a corporate entity. It's like when they used to get on MC Hammer and. Uh, Vanilla Ice LL Cool J's And all of these dudes And it's just like The toughest Hardcore There there is no Hardcore rap anymore It's like Everybody comes in the game With the same plan I'm gonna get on I'm gonna get a hit record I'm gonna get a fucking uh, Some sort of endorsement Or a clothing line Or this commercial Or I'm gonna be in this movie Like everybody has The LL plan Like uh, The the dudes who go to jail now for, For Shootings Drugs Guns All that shit they don't get out and go to the booth and, just, and rap they just about be niggas in, in jail. <laughs> they, they they literally go in the booth and they do songs with Gene Oko. You know, like it's literally that's where yeah. rap rap has gone completely pop now to where it is pop music. Like when you yeah. see the rap songs pop up on Pepsi and Apple commercials, there is no Wu Tang. The fucking NFL playoff campaign has an Archie Eversole right. record, the We Ready song. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm hearing that record. I'm like, Dog. I know this record. I knew when this record came out. And then I'm hearing it. I'm like, holy fuck, Archie Eversole in 2019? Uh, that's what we doing? When the Nappy Roots had an NFL endorsement, <laughs> that's when I knew. Like, hip-hop is not. Remember Nappy Roots was like the song of Madden that year? Like, yeah. once that happened, it's just like, yeah, hip-hop is somewhere else now. And it, it, it it's like, it's messed up because it can't be. 
It's like almost regulated now. Yeah. That's how it. It's, how, it's like gambling because like, it's too much money on the it's line. It's too much. Like it literally, like um, online poker. Yeah. The Fed shut it down. Black Friday, April fifteenth. They shut it down. We used to gamble. We used to play poker online for money. Couldn't do it no more. Now it's slowly coming back. Jersey, Vegas, couple other states. It's back on in Canada. It's been rolling in Canada, but like. They was just, yo, it's too much bread, and we're huh. not getting it right. And that's really what's happened with hip-hop now to yeah. where it's like you look at Method Man and Red Man. Them niggas became stars. Television show, movies, clothes, all types of different endorsements. Method Man on MTV, I mean, uh, Red Man on MTV Cribs, remember that was classic. Yeah. Just from them being dirty New Jersey and New York niggas with trees that smoked hella weed, that turned into movies. Now it's it would be too much shit controlling them to yeah. for them to be them. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like Dame Dash talked about it a lot um, in like his older interviews and stuff, talking about like with currency. Like for those of you that don't know, currency is like one of the biggest underground rappers like in the world. But maybe ever. But yeah, but he's been like signed to Warner Brothers in Atlantic and put out big albums and has wrong billboard and like all of that shit. But it's like the business of currency got so big that people got in the middle of that, and mm-hmm. this was like a niche alternative product because people wasn't even on like the uh the modern day hippie weed smoking uh we wear bathing ape and and, and and 10 deep they wasn't even on that shit but the everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light ba-da-ba-ba-ba business of it got so big that people jumped in between that and severed their relationship because they're like oh no we could we could brand this and we could market this and blah 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 yeah. and i got a million dollar deal for you over here when he wasn't even chasing it he had a million dollar deal that fucking young money that he turned yeah. down or that he walked away from you know what i mean but it's like yeah it's like even like little small things that you know aren't mainstream or aren't directly in people's faces gener- can have the ability to generate so money yeah. if marketed right and pushed right that motherfuckers will throw a monkey wrench in anybody operation to get to these artists yeah. and we see this shit time and time again yeah it's nuts man like just I sit and think about it sometimes like damn you're like rap really isn't rap anymore like it's not you know I, I look back like I was saying like Wu-Tang and, and the meth and reds and the locks and like no. Yeah. Like, y'all couldn't even function. The Locks versus, like, uh, Rockefeller, State Property, or G-Unit versus the Locks, G-Unit versus Murder, Inc. No. Yeah. Rappers can't really be stabbing <laughs> niggas and shooting right. niggas. No. Like, y'all can make as many records as y'all want. Don't touch nobody. We prefer y'all to make the records. We're yeah. going to make some money off of it. Yeah, don't touch nobody. Don't no. touch like, that nigga, though. Like, you're going to scare these white folks. Yeah. Y'all living this shit? <laughs> cool out. But it's like that. They weren't. And the crazy part is, like, I look... The beef DVD, I saw that shit online earlier on Twitter, and I, I I watched a segment on 50 and Ja, and it's just like, yeah, that wasn't music. That shit went all the way as deep as, like, Preem. Yeah. You know, like, they had, like, that book of the, uh, the Ghetto Quran. Ghetto Quran. Like, they had, like, real live Yeah, they said, oh, we got to kill this nigga. Issue. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a second. He, you naming names and places. Black Child said, we in the studio, nigga. We getting it on. Nigga, the lights turn out. I hear it. Go get the gun. Psh, I ain't getting no gun while I'm around. Said, I'm hawking everybody. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, they had real live issues. Just so happened that they both was rappers. Yeah. Whereas now it's like we do all of this, then 
couple months later, we just all I saw Game and Meek was hanging out the other day. Yeah. I'm just like, all kumbaya. wasn't whack ready to kill everybody <laughs> at one. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just crazy watching it all go down on the on the strength of some money shit. Yeah, and that's sort of what Dame was saying on the Nick Cannon joint, like them dudes that like fund the rapper beef for their own personal gain, but y'all not in this shit. So when this shit do go left. Like, plausible deniability. Right. I'm, like, I'm not, you know. Yeah. I mean, I gave a nigga 500000 I ain't telling him to go shoot nobody. Right. You know what I mean? So. Like, you literally can be potentially funding a war if right. you're in the middle of that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know how somebody's going to react to what you say. <clears throat> and you don't know if, you know, this person is so much more skilled than the other guy that he has the ability to go to a level that the other guy can't in terms of his artistry, and now everybody got to die. Like, it's a slippery slope with that shit. Mm-hmm. And like we talk about all the time, it's such a thin line in between, like, the industry shit and then the street shit. And a lot of times they coincide, and then you end up with, like, Little Kim and fucking... Uh, and Junior Mafia shooting it out with fucking component Noriega, Noriega yeah. in front of Hot 97. And then everybody like, hold on, wait a second. What, what are we beefing over? Nobody even fucking remembers at that point. Shit, game in 50. <laughs> Somebody got shot Somebody in that got whole shot, shit. Yeah. They like, wait, ain't you signed a G unit? <laughs> yeah, I'm bugging. Let me, let me call him. <laughs> Forgot I need that feature for the next album and shit. Like, yeah, it's crazy, man. But, um... I don't know you want to start with the Kell shit, man. The, the wrap up, to yeah, the, man. Kell shit. Um, we had a, a dope little show. I, I people were a little upset with me the other day, apparently, because I still listen to <laughs> Kell's music or whatever, and I'm I'm just like, step in the name of love, <laughs> you know. It's it's like I like, ignition remix, you know. And Rod made a good point the other day. He was saying how we have we hold our black artists to a higher standard than all these other genres of music do like you look at the rock and roll dudes it's cool for them to be like downright disgusting degenerates drug addicts do you know all kinds of different shit yeah but then in black music it's like we want the art and we want the the raunchy we want the edgy shit but then if they're not like morally wholesome then you're looking like well but i think that's a new thing because i think that the black Black culture in itself enables a lot of bullshit. Like we talk, I, I we talk, we talk about the Mike Tyson shit, the Tupac shit. Tupac was in jail for basically like turning a blind eye to a fucking rape that was right. going on in the next room, and had the number one album in the country. Right. So black folks, we've supported a lot of bullshit hmm. over the last 30, 40 years. The OJ shit and all of that because we was emotionally charged because of Rodney King. We do a lot of mixing apples and oranges, and then try to have people like. Well, you, don't you see what the problem is? Like, no, we don't see what the problem is because this one thing don't got shit to do with this other thing. They had OJ in a black church with a dashiki on. Like, like he, he cut somebody's head yeah. off. <laughs> and then led police on a slow no, speed chase. Dog. The fucking... Pulled up at his crib, took a shower, and the, then gathered his personal effects and went down to the station. The African, the kente cloth hat wouldn't, shit wouldn't even, fit because fit his head was so fucking Yeah, we big. didn't have a size 8 for OJ. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know Brother uh, Arenthal was coming. We didn't, we, you know, we didn't have the right size hat. Nobody warned us. But yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I can't necessarily fully agree with that because like, 
black, black we known about this. This R. Kelly shit is 25 years in the making. So in that regard, it's like we didn't gave R. Kelly 54 second chances. Yeah. He refuses to do the right thing. Oh, no, I, I, I don't deny that at all. You know, like, c- c- you remember American Pimp when he was like, uh, Fillmore Slim been pimping since the, the 50s. That's He 80 years old. That nigga got a 20-year-old bitch right, right now. now. Like, Kel's really still on that shit. Like, he, you know, you saw the chick that they don't know where their daughters is at and shit. And yeah. it's just like... They front row at the concert. Here they go. Yeah, Kells is still on it. So it's like, no, Kells ain't coming off of that shit. Like, it's, I guess it's just, it's him. Yeah. All I was saying was the mute. That don't, like, for me. No, it doesn't make the music any less great. The, the one and only thing, and I said it on the last show, is just that, you know, when you fund somebody's artistry, if they're a monster, you're, a, you're basically helping to fund the war machine. In the event they are what you say they are. Mm-hmm. The only thing that R. Kelly has in his favor is that, one, the girls are of legal age. So whatever manipulation he's pulling on them is totally of their own free will if they've fallen for this shit. Right. Uh, and the fact that he hasn't been, you know, caught with any underage. He hasn't been caught with any underage girls going back to the last shit. Right. But he has a spotty track record. Oh, it's no. like, it's, track record is awful. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of like the whole, you know, meat and potatoes of it. And it's it's not that what he's doing is illegal, but it's in it's in poor taste. Yeah. And society's morals have it's, it's, changed. It's morally and, distasteful. Exactly. And, and society on the whole has changed or is trying to force everyone to change. And he's just not rolling. Like, yeah. he's living this. <laughs> Kels ain't, ain't going for it. Yeah, he's just living this counterculture fucking lifestyle, which is his right. But that shit comes with scrutiny and backlash and not letting these girls talk to their parents and all of that shit is like. It's 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 making the fucking block hot, basically. Yeah. Like you would think that one Kells would let a chick get on the phone at least once a month and be like, "Yo, I'm cool. Holla at you." Yeah. Like at least for ten seconds. Yo, this uh, Azriel, I'm good. Uh, but you know, I'm out here in Kentucky right now. The the service is bad. I'm gonna holla at you. Yeah. But you would think at least like just to throw this, the dogs off the scent, he would do that. And at least every seven years, make one chick have a, a song to go on Billboard. Like, yeah. you're promising people that they fucking 17, 18-year-old daughter going to be a star, and then no music never comes out, man. Right. Yeah, K. Michelle in the studio. She turned into something. Produce another K. Michelle, R. Kelly. Goddamn, man. Do yourself a favor. I mean, yeah. Like, music is so different now, man. Like, you know, that music isn't going. Like, Kells can't make this shit. Not this, uh... This new nigger R&B shit that's going on. Like, Kells can't do that. This gangster crooning? Yeah, like, nah, Kells can't do that. I saw that, I don't know if it was real, but I think Jacquees tweeted that he was going to redo all of Kells' music so that way y'all could still listen to the songs. I saw that. I don't know if it was a real, I don't know if it was a real tweet or not. Yo, say what you will about Jacquees. That nigga's tour, he got about four shows on that joint that's sold out already. Philadelphia is sold out, like, long sold out, like, a month and a half ago. My thing is this, does Jacquees have a song? He has a couple songs. He has a couple of like songs. I can't believe the King R&B just has no songs. Like what? Like I He doesn't have any songs that we know. He's got the the got to keep the gun on safety. What's yeah, the that? trip remix. That's That's the other girl song. Yeah, that's that's the, the one he stole. Yeah, that's okay. the song. See, he, stole. he don't got no songs. Yeah. Then they start when that whole shit went down. They start pulling all of the uh, the, old, the old cover Dog. that he did. The Chris Brown joint. <laughs> Listen. I laughed for 15 minutes because I didn't know it was him. I thought it was like a like a young lesbian. Yeah. I didn't know that it was Jacquees. No, but I watched it for like a good 30 seconds. I'm like, who is this? 
the king of R&B, baby. And I'm like, wait, is that the Jacquees now? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, blew my mind. I'm like, damn. Like, man, apparently that's, he got a drummer. He redid a Beyonce song. He's, um, he's redone everything. Yeah, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's redone everything, like, verbatim, like, word for word. He don't give a If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. So let me ask you, this. What, what, what did French Montana say? So French Montana got interviewed by TMZ just in like a little uh like a little walk down interview and really like Drake or really French Montana? No, the real Okay, the yeah, real French yeah, Montana. Real, okay, not cool. not not doppelganger Drake. Yeah, okay. So he was just kinda like walking from I guess probably like a game or something like that, and TMZ called him, he's out in LA, and they like asked him about R. Kelly. He's like, Yeah, I think R. Kelly should be allowed to enjoy his legacy, and now everybody's mad at French Montana. Yeah, I mean, I could understand that. I mean, you could just kinda like Say nothing, <laughs> like or like, like. Why are you asking me yeah, about our killer? I don't know about. I'm from the Bronx via uh, Morocco. I don't know nothing Israel, about Israel, Casablanca, <laughs> one of them fucking places. <laughs> I don't know nothing about R. Kelly. Why y'all ask me about R. Kelly? Yeah, being a celebrity gotta be hard because you really could just step into some bullshit. You could step into a whole ass international controversy just like going to your car. Yeah. Real shit, like you. So why Kanye run from motherfuckers now? Hold up! Don't even want to talk. Hold <laughs> up! Like he know, like that shit evil. Yeah, man. like you really could step into some dumb shit. You could say something. Pro- the, the media is so evil and twisted. You could say some profound shit, and the one like f- dumb or like off kilter thing that you say, oh. that's gonna be the headline or the, the headline. with no context, <laughs> with none whatsoever. Can I tell you about when I made the news for the flower show? Did I ever tell you this story? No. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, talk. All right, I get in trouble at school, right? So our, uh, what's it called when you about to get suspended, but the... In-house suspension? In-house suspension, right. So ISS. ISS, right. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the fucking, uh, what they call that, the acronym or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. I got an ISS. I get in trouble again that week. Me and a couple dudes I was with at school, we got into some stupid shit. So Miss Harris, she knew my mom. She was like, I'm not going to suspend you. But you gonna help Miss Brown and them down at the flower show because I went to an agricultural high school. So the they did the flower show happens every year. Yeah, here in Philly, it's big business. It's big business. I don't know if you know, but it's a real big thing and shit. It's like the the uh, car show yeah. at the convention center. So she like you gonna help Miss Brown and them down at the flower show. We all had to do it, you know. So I'm just like, all right, yeah, that seems fair enough. Whatever, whatever. For us acting like fucking idiots in fucking school, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> we get down there on a Saturday. It's you come in there and it's really like flowers. Like I don't know why I thought it was gonna be like some other shit. Like I don't know, but like just, it's really chrysanthemums in this show. Like, like I, in my, because I know the car show be here, so I thought it was gonna be like some fly shit going. <laughs> it's really just like flowers every fucking where. So they setting up because the shit open the next week. So we doing the joint, doing the joint. So. It was wild. All the chicks who was like, like kind of nice in my high school, they was in the horticulture and the floriculture classes. Yeah. So they were down there. So now that turns into, oh shit, we down, you know, <laughs> you know, we down here, whatever, whatever. So the, our exhibit that we had for the school had these trees that had to like go into the ground, right? So yeah. the trees weren't; they were late getting there, or whatever, whatever. So. Miss Brown, who was a teacher who was running the whole joint, she was like the leader of the landscape design class or whatever. She was like, Matt and my man Claude, she was like, 
Y'all help with the y'all bring the trees off the trucks. So we bring the trees off the truck. I look up, the news is there, action six and shit. So now you know I'm I'm that boy, like overly husky, carrying I'm carrying a fucking tree. Like I picked the tree up and I'm walking with the shit. <laughs> Cause I'm like this shit. Like I'm trying to get on the news. Boom, we set the trees down, turn around, the cameraman is right there in my face. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like, I ain't even have a second to, like, wipe the sweat off my yeah. fucking forehead. He's right, like, hey Mike. there, young man. Mike, right there. He started going to town with the interview, so no bullshit. They interviewed me for 13 minutes. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. This shit went on. It I'm only here so I don't get suspended. It felt like hours. <laughs> they were interviewing me about everything from my favorite teams to where I'm going to college and what I'm doing with my summer and it just, it just all this different shit they talking about. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to be on the news tonight. Like, this shit is real. So I tell my mom, my dad, my homies, like, yo, I'm about to be on the news tonight. It's going to be lit, whatever, whatever. Yo, when they finally cut the nude, yo, they made me look like such a nigger slave. Yo, this shit was... <laughs> <laughs> this shit was so <laughs> fucking bad. The news shit cut on. They showing the exhibits at the flower show. And they was like, WB Saw High School. Would, oh, this is the only exhibit put together by children who are in high school here in Philadelphia. They were showing them, like, working on fixing shit. And they was like, the trees arrive late, but fear not. Big Matt Kane is on the scene. And they show me carrying a fucking tree. <laughs> Yo. Dog. <laughs> So then they they cut to me. Oh. The bull was they the bull who's doing the the, oh, the, the, the yo the bull doing the talk over. He was like, um, we asked Matt was were the trees hard to get off of the truck? And then it's me sweating like, no, nah, I'm gonna do it. And then they just cut the fuck off. I'm like, where the fuck is the rest of the interview? I'm like. I, did, I that wasn't even my response to some shit about the trees. They just took that out the whole interview and put that shit on the news, dog. Yo, I, that's out of dog, pocket. I man. look crazy on it. Yo, the media is evil. I yo. think my dad's because they videotaped it. Because you know, black parents it's like, oh, you gonna be on the news? <laughs> I, I, I need a screenshot. Dog, of he might still have it. I look. I got on a mecca T-shirt with fucking individual. Bra- I had braids, like I individuals. I look like Big T off a of fucking rap. <laughs> like, yo, shit was. URLTV.tv. Hey, it's me carrying a fucking tree, sweating like a fucking tree. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. No, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck? Awful, yo. Oh, man. I should have never trusted media after that. That shit was bad. Yo. Like, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> I look crazy. <laughs> no comment. No, but that's how fucked up media is, man. They will put you, like Drake said it on a. What the fuck song is that? Uh. Dudes who get where I get, get complacent, then come sit front court and then end up on front pages. I forgot what song he says. But, like, yeah, that shit is real. Like, you just go into the wrong room, you will end up on TMZ. Like, oh, hey, Drake. Crazy. Can't get caught up, man. Scotty Pippen straight came out the club with his wife. They was like, yo, Scotty, you heard that new future? (laughs) (laughs) Scotty looking around like, really? He just stopped and was staring at the ball like, for real. And it's like you can't even react. You Scotty Pippen. You six nine, and yeah. you know, like, 
You can't haul off and punch him in the face. They're baiting you to slap the shit out of him because you're going to sue him. Remember Kanye, remember Kanye snapped on the bull and started chasing him and ran into the sign? Yeah, bull. He put the bull in the headlock. <laughs> you see the picture of Kanye yeah. with the fucking, uh, with the hyperfuse uh, Air Max 90s on. They're talking about just do it. No, I'm talking <laughs> about the one where he, he ran into the sign when he told the bull to get away from his family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He told the bull, stop taking pictures. He turned around, bock him, hit the sign. He's like, motherfucker. He, he started running after the bull. Like, yo. They try, they're goading you into look crazy. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. Them motherfuckers sitting out front of your house and all that weird shit. Yo, the, the, another Kanye joint. When he started the Aventador? Yes, Dog. man. They was all out on the lawn. Hey, Kanye, Yo, good morning. It's three in the fucking morning. He going to the hospital with Kim. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? He's like, y'all know some bullshit. <laughs> he was no, he was told to, uh, he's like, y'all making too much fucking noise, man. I got neighbors. That nigga started that Lambo. <laughs> like, that's the loudest fucking thing in the neighborhood. Yo, I couldn't do it. Y'all making too much noise. And it started in a venture door at <laughs> oh, 3 in the morning. Funny as shit. But yeah, man, I, I couldn't deal with it. Like, being a, a celebrity, because they're constantly goading you into, you know, like, we'll talk about Dame, but he went through that shit the other day. Like, why are you asking me this? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about right now? Dame goes through it a lot in interviews. Because they... I realized what it is with Dame the other day. People don't like Dame. Because Dame is the key to a lot of the untold truths of what was lit and what wasn't lit for the early part of the century. Like if you look at 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, really 97 to 2003, Bad Boy and them had kind of like, once Biggie got killed and Mace dipped, it was like, you know, we, we could hold on to 112 and fucking... Joe Kane, as long as we fucking try. You know what I'm saying? Black Rob had a song, fucking, what's the nigga who said he killed the boy? Um, oh, G Depp. G Depp. Like, we could hold on as long as we can. But The Rock took it. And Dame and them, never mind what Suge and Master P and Puff had did, because they all were dope with what they did as, you know, leaders of their crews and shit. Yeah. But Dame, he took Rockefeller into rooms that. Rockefeller wasn't supposed to go because on paper Rockefeller wasn't as big as bad boy They weren't as big as death row. They didn't put up the numbers that no limit or even cash money was doing Like people don't even dig that part of it Rockefeller didn't have another platinum artist until Cameron dropped Yeah, you know what I'm saying where Jay-Z sold five mil and it was just on Juvie sold five mil and the hot boy sold a mil and Wheezy's first album went platinum like they was doing crazy numbers But Dame took them with Jay-Z's success. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He took them into liquor rooms. He took them into clothing rooms. He took them into film rooms. Like, Technology rooms. They, they weren't remember so- the rock box? <laughs> they weren't supposed to go into a lot of those things. Dame dealing with Aaliyah, all of his Jay-Z shit back and forth with all of the women he was dealing Like, they was the hottest niggas around. Yeah, so Dame down. was in the best parties, going to the best premieres on the best yachts, hanging around with all these different people. So Dame really can be like, oh, no, nah, flex a dickhead. Whereas somebody like Jadakiss or Busta Rhymes can't really do that. Yeah. Dame could be like, he a cold clown. Let me show you how. Right. And that... 
bothers people. It burns people. motherfuckers up. Like, a lot of motherfuckers in rap can't just diss Leor Cohen or right. Kevin Lyles <laughs> or L.A. Reid. Or, like, Dame can do that with all of them. Yeah. Just like Steve Stout. <laughs> St- they, I don't fuck with Stout to this day. To this day. He said I put my hands on him. He said I smacked the shit out of him. He said he owed me some money. He asked bet me. I asked him about my money. He said I ain't paying you. I smacked the shit out like, of him. Like think about it. Lee Daniels is like one of the top black directors in like Hollywood. Like, motherfuckers just can't run up on Lee. Like where the fuck is my money at? And, and Lee Hollywood like Dame, 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 chill, chill, Damon. Like Damon, I'm going to get you your money, Damon. Motherfuckers can't do that. So and like when you got that type, of, like Dame was playing with Nick back and forth in that that interview because yeah. he was like, oh now I'm the boss. Oh, now I'm a boss. Oh, now I ain't broke. I've been broke for 20 years, according to these motherfuckers. Yeah. Now, so all of a sudden, I'm not like. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, watching the way it go down, it's like, motherfuckers hating because of the simple fact that he's a, the almost like the common denominator in a lot of these stories yeah. where shit just wasn't told the right way or didn't go down yeah. the right way. Like, and, he said that, uh, like, with the Harvey Weinstein shit. Harvey Weinstein backed uh, Paid in Full. Right. He came on as as a producer or whatever, put up the remaining money needed to make the movie and all of that, and took it to the theater. And Dame said he found out in the making of that movie and, and you know, and kind of exiting out of the situation that Harvey Weinstein was like a legendary creep. And he's like, I, f- I put hands on him, and every time I seen him after that, I clowned him, and I put him on blast in front of Giuseppe and then all these other like important people like why y'all hanging with this clown like he's a fucking nut like he's like and he's like and what he said what did I get for for doing that I got fucking Wood Harris going on an interview saying Dame fucked up with Harvey Weinstein and such and such and such and such I got Just Blaze saying oh well Dame did such and such to Harvey Weinstein and it fucked up the release of Paid in Full and blah 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 he said why are y'all speaking on my fucking business when I'm right. Like, y'all are painting me out to be mm-hmm. like, I'm wrong, and I'm the fuck right. And these are people from my culture yeah. going and saying these things that are damaging. So that aids and helps people's whole talk around Dame Dash is an asshole and this, that, and the third. And he's like, you know, he said it on, uh, on the Breakfast Club interview. He said, I'm the bad guy to somebody that is trying to get over on people. He's like, I'm going around whooping ass. So yeah, all people know is I'm whooping ass. They not paying attention to the fact that this is a this is a creep. This is a scumbag. Yeah. This is a child molester. This is a fucking a rapist. This is blah blah blah. They just looking at oh Dame is just a you know going on a tirade against these people and not considering who they are or what they did yeah. because they wanted him to be the bad guy so bad and it still permeates today. Yeah, it's it's that's really what I got. Like after watching the Nick John, it's just like. They ain't allowed to do a shit. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the Fiesta blowback. Like, how do you feel about that whole situation? When I initially saw it, um, you know, I'm just kind of doing some little independent research, matching up timelines and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, all right, from a straight, strictly timeline perspective, Dame, you look like you're kind of like capping a little bit. Just from a timeline perspective, because the whole uh, initial Best of Both Worlds, what was that? Uh, 2001? 2002. 2002. I want to say 2000. I'm going to look it up right now. The initial Jay-Z and R. Kelly Not Guilty song was 2000, though, right? That was on the Dynasty. That was 2000. Yeah, that was 2000. But Kells didn't have that shit hanging over him yet, though. Like, when they did guilt, think about it. Kells shit didn't explode until 2001. 2002, really. March 2002 for the album. All right, so sometime in 2001, then, is when whatever, you know, happened, I'm guessing. It was like the trial and all of that shit. When did the trial start? 
I'm about to look it up right now. <clears throat> so, and just trying to match up these timelines, it just kind of looked like Dame was being a little bit disingenuous. But then when you watch the art, the interview with Nick Cannon, and he's talking about, you know, all these specific instances and him being with Aaliyah and Jay liking Aaliyah and R. Kelly being married to Aaliyah and, you know, getting fake paperwork to do it and this and that and all of the different shit surrounding that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm around. He's like, I'm around, but I don't fuck with this guy. He was like, you know, he's like, so <clears throat> he's like, I asked my girl about it. She told me, leave it alone. He said, so for the sake of her, I left it alone. He's like, but. I didn't have no business with him. I didn't make no money off of anything that he and him and Jay did together. I didn't have a relationship with this guy. You don't see me in no pictures with him. You don't see me in no video scenes with him. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have nothing to do with that guy. Okay, so the video dropped February 2002. Okay. The, the sex tape. Then he got booked in June of 2002, indicted on 21 counts, child pornography. Then he got arrested in January 2003 for the other, the 12 images. That yeah. was in Miami. Um, they dropped those charges from Miami in 2004, and then the trial started in June of 2008. Remember, it was years before yeah, it started. Yeah, yeah. And they June 13th, 2008 was when he got found so, not yeah, guilty. So in that but case, not, Dame was absolutely right. Because that's what Ali I was trying to tell. Aaliyah was already long dead. God bless the dead, but she was long dead. Aaliyah died August 2001. Right. She died right before 9-11. But he's, he was saying how he would talk to Aaliyah like, yo, like, Explain it to me, and she'd be like, just leave it alone. He a yeah. bad dude. Don't act out of character. Just leave it alone. I don't want to talk about it. All right, cool. But then Jay does guilty until proven innocent, 99, 2000. Yeah. We didn't know about the, the sex tape. Like, none of that shit right. had surfaced it yet. It didn't even come out It yet. didn't even. It, in our, it, we live in our regular lives. It was nothing going on. So whatever. Then the Fiesta joint comes about, and it's like, if Dame is saying how Aaliyah tells him, yo, cool out, just rock out, it's like, your man is the best rapper on the planet. R. Kelly's the best R&B nigga. They do a song together that blows the fuck up. It's like, I could understand the play of not being in the video, but then I can also understand the play of being in the video and just... Because you, at that time, Dame wasn't just a, I'm trying to get in a video nigga. Dame was, hey, poppy. Uh, it was a personality. What, what was the, the joint with uh, Bun B and all of them? Uh, Big, Big Pippin. Like, Dame was the... Yeah. He was the personality, like you said, yeah. and he was Puff at that yeah. point. Yeah. So it's like Dame being in all the Jay-Z videos makes total sense because it's, it's what you want to see. Right. I can understand both plays of him. I can understand if he would have not been in the Fiesta video, and I also understand him being in the Fiesta video and being like, I ain't going to fuck over there with Boy at because Boy did some shit with my lady, right. whatever, whatever. So it's like I guess I could understand it. Well, I mean, I can understand it because in every situation— you got to separate business from the bullshit. Exactly, and but you got a decision to make. Also, like right. just as a man, you can you can handle it ultra aggressive, and I'm gonna fuck this nigga up every time I see him, or you can just choose to ignore him. You know what I'm saying? And we can just coexist. Yo, homie, stay over there. I ain't got no problem with you, but I don't want nothing to do with you. I hear bad things about you. You're not my type of nigga. We not on the same frequency. Just stay over there, and we right. can be good, and it ain't gonna be no problem. Right. The minute you cross X Y Z line, then I gotta go with the fucking hands on policy. Right. But to choose to just coexist with somebody and ignore a motherfucker is a is a man decision because ultimately we run in a five hundred million dollar company. Exactly. So that shit is bad for business. Like, oh, Dame kicked R. Kelly ass. That shit is bad like, for business. Like, like Dame Dash, who is the personality, the 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 co CEO of Rockefeller, 
can't whip R. Kelly ass on the set of the Jay-Z and R. <laughs> R. Kelly video. So it's, it's bad for business. You know, that can't just be like, the headline. Just like that, because at that point, it's over. Just like when Tata maced him and whooped his ass on tour, that was because that was the last final straw. Right. Homie, I've been talking to you for the last six weeks. I've been telling you to cool the fuck out, to stop doing this, to stop overrunning Did your they ever time. say what that was all about? It was or? Just, R. Kelly was just on some ego trip shit, and I don't want such and such and he need to go on stage first and this and that and it was just some it was an ego thing or right. whatever and R. Kelly has 35 yes men around him for the last 25 yeah. years so nobody not gonna tell Rob he wrong yeah. so he just like yeah you motherfucking right yeah fuck that you, y'all y'all right cause I'm right fuck these niggas I'm gonna go out there and sing whatever the fuck I want fuck yeah. these assholes and you know niggas had enough of it yeah. but when you do that it's over. The business yeah. is over. Once you put your hands on a motherfucker, whatever financial obligation or whatever problem y'all had, it's like it's looking it's come back. To a looking, head. looking back on it, y'all, I feel like that. What do you do in that situation? Because it, it feels like for me, it would be a, like a wild spot to be in. Like I'm, in, I'm dealing with this woman, right? This yeah. is this is my lady. This ain't no like bop. This ain't no situation. Where I'm just running down. She my bitch in the city when I'm here and none of that. Like, this is my girl. My, this is my soulmate. This my is woman. my lady. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And she tells me she went through some craziness with this boy who just happens to be the fucking king of R&B. And she says, I don't want to talk about it. Just know he's a bad guy. Yeah. And I don't, you know, don't, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want you to act out or no way, right. treat, do nothing to him, none of that shit. But you a nigga. You a man. You from where you from. No matter if you from Harlem, Detroit, Brooklyn, wherever the fuck you from. So your natural reaction is, I want to, like, punch a hole through this motherfucker's yeah. face. You know at what I'm saying? Very least, at the very least, I'm going to have a conversation with him right. and, and check his temperature and see where he at. Right. But then on the flip side, you're, at the time, your best friend who you came into this. Yeah, your children's godfather. You've come into <laughs> this thing with has become the Don. Like, he's the king of rap right now. Yeah. And this guy is the biggest dude in R&B music. And you're... You know your mantra. You know your attitude. You know what I'm saying? Is we the illest niggas on earth, so, you know, you, you don't fuck up the bag. So what do you do in that situation? And it's like, I feel like for him it was probably awkward as shit because at the time, too, nobody else in the world knows. You know because you laid down with Aaliyah. Exactly. But the rest of the world, the, the hip-hop culture, all they see is king of R&B, king of rap. This makes perfect sense. This we is, need to do this. this you know what I'm this saying? This is the biggest shit ever. This no is, one knows Kel's yeah. got bitches in a the house. They don't know any of this shit yet. Yeah. So it's like you're literally, the, you're the odd man out if you decide to not roll. In so, all honesty, Jay put Dame in a bad spot. That's, yo, I was literally about to say that he it's put, like. He put Dame in a real bad spot. It's like literally drawling to a two-outer. Like, what the fuck do you do? Well, Paul, and, and you know what? Jay, Jay-Z, what, knowing him and his history, such a spiteful, petty individual, that shit was probably all directly tied to the Aaliyah shit and the fact that he lost the Aaliyah competition to Dame. And he was like, I know how I fuck with this nigga. I'm going to go work with this nigga, his arch nemesis. Mm. I'm going to do a whole album with this motherfucker. But think about it, though, on this aspect. Like, did Jay really fuck with Aaliyah then? Because he had to have known. Jay was on savage mode at that point. He was hitting everything. That's I mean... <laughs> But it's like you had to know Bull was on. Like, that's another joint, joint too. Like, you know how we talk. Like, just like the the hood. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't want to sound like I'm fucking Styles P, but my <laughs> ear be to the streets. I be knowing yeah. who's who and who not who and this, that, and the third. So 
You know how we like you know I heard about the boy on the like you know what I mean? So I I just don't I find it to be a little awkward to me that Dame would know, but Jay wouldn't. You know what I mean? Probably you never d- took the time to inquire. You dealt with this woman yeah. same way Dame has, and you're you're running a fucking multi-million dollar conglomerate with this nigga where y'all literally started from nothing. Yeah. It's no way you don't know about yeah. and, that situation. And furthermore, to that point, nothing should be able to come in between that. Not the fact that y'all both like the same girl. Not the fact that, oh, you want to work with this nigga because it can help your career, blah, blah, blah. You're already the biggest and the best at what you do. Mm-hmm. You didn't need R. Kelly. And, and and then the karma from the situation of how much you didn't need R. Kelly was that as soon as you put the fucking album out, the whole shit came out, and now it's a whole fucking firestorm, and you can't do nothing to support this great body of work. Right. Because you should have never did it to begin with. Because whatever intentions you had going into it was fucked up, and then that's the reason why it blew up in your face the way that it did. Yeah. You said Best of Both Worlds dropped when, T? Uh, March 2002. Yeah, he got the charges literally happened in June. Yeah. yeah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah passed in August of 2001. They had already had the one song from the year 2000. Fiesta. The, yeah. Well, two songs then. Not Guilty. And yeah, not guilty. You're right. Yeah, not guilty was first. Not guilty was first. Not not guilty. And people don't realize because motherfuckers the other day was making it like, oh, Jay and and R. Kelly made not guilty when Kells was going through the whole. I'm like, no, no. Not Kells was just on the hook from Jay Z with the stabbing of the Unverera shit. Yep. That had nothing to do. Yeah. You think you that arrogant <laughs> to be the child porn John and then and come make a and, song, no. make a ditty about it? I'm like, no. <laughs> like y'all so goddamn annoying because motherfuckers just don't know. They don't know the but timeline and, and, of shit. And the thing is, you know, a lot of these people that are online speaking on the shit are like 26 and 25 that, and 24 years that old too. Yeah. You don't. You you totally lack perspective on. This because you didn't view it through the eyes of a teenage, uh, an adult, let alone a teenager. Right. If you were seven or eight years old, you don't know what the fuck is going on in the news media yeah. at large. Like, and you shouldn't. And people don't realize this, John. Too, we didn't have the internet. No. We didn't have SOHH forums. We didn't have podcasts. You had, we didn't, you know, what you had the fucking Source magazine I, and, and, T, and TRL, <laughs> like real shit. If it didn't come on fucking MTV News break yeah, and shit, you, you might you not even know. peep. Real talk. Snoop Dogg murder trial. What the fuck that come on? MTV News. Tabitha Soren and Kurt Loder. Kurt fucking Loder. Real talk. <laughs> That's where you got your news from. Yeah. Like, real talk. Like, that was what it was. So it's like, uh, like you. that's a perfect uh, uh, play on it. Like, yeah, a lot of people that I see talking on this are 26. It's just like, like Beans told Charlamagne, like, you're not, you're not, uh, you're, qualified. Not, you're not qualified to speak on certain shit. If you were five years old when this shit first kicked off, you're not qualified to really speak on this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not enough information for you to go back and get because we weren't documenting everything right. back in the day like that. Then at the same time, you don't understand what the temperature was for. Like, I tell people all the time. Kells went to court. Like, he, he, not even court. The day he got booked. Remember when he had the bucket hat on? They was bringing him through yeah. the. Motherfuckers was out there chanting, Rob, we love you, we love you. You know, whatever. He's like, not right now. You know what I'm saying? They took him into the joint, whatever, whatever. The jokes started flying on television, 
skit com- sketch comedy, the joke started flying immediately. Wasn't yeah. nobody even remotely like, oh damn, I wonder how the girls is doing. I wonder how no, the joke started ripping. Yeah, if you if you if you were around so that's back why then. people like now make jokes. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but people make jokes about the shit now. Motherfuckers like, oh y'all, darling, y'all taking. It's like that was the energy around this shit yeah. from the jump. People were viewing it like she was a willing participant, and that the nigga was sick, but they wasn't looking at it like, oh, this is some child pornography shit. Like it wasn't viewed through that lens no. at all. People the, just looking at it like, damn, this nigga a freak. So they were selling that John every... Do you know how many bootleggers could have been locked up? 500 million tapes. Like, do you know how many motherfuckers <laughs> could have got locked up behind having it? It's yeah. child... Going into... I remember going into a barbershop and seeing it it's on. It's on. Yeah. Like, this is child I porn. remember walking into a dorm room at Westchester and it was just on. It was just on the TV. Niggas like this, watching the tape doing their math homework. <laughs> like, this is gold child porn. Tonight's ambient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like and that that was the the lens that it was like wasn't nobody looking at it like oh this is terrible this is disgusting you know, it, it just wasn't that it was yeah. like motherfuckers watched it yeah the bull screamed out Rob in the video it was like the jokes just started flying yeah. immediately so that was the attitude or the energy behind it from Jump Street right that was the attitude the shit was a joke it was funny to motherfuckers it wasn't like no serious ass shit. Motherfuckers didn't for a second think Kells was going to jail for 30 years. Like, exactly. No one had that attitude behind it. Even the OJ shit, it became like j- folk allure and jokes. That's what it was. Yeah. That's how we handled everything. Ray Lewis, when he got hit in his whole shit with the suit, they had a skit on Mad TV where Ray Lewis had blood all over his jersey and he kept saying, I don't know nothing. <laughs> like the whole Super Bowl weekend, everywhere was at, I don't know nothing. Like that, it was the jokes. Yeah. That was what it was. Whereas now, that shit wouldn't ring off like that. It's just times is different. Everybody yeah, look at sure. it a little differently. So I always look back on it like, I ain't going to say necessarily we were wrong in 2000, 2001 for looking at it like The this. world was just different. Things was just different. Yeah. Like we spoke earlier about 50 and Ja Rule. A lot of that shit just couldn't happen now. Yeah. Drake and Meek couldn't couldn't have gotten in. Drake and Pusher couldn't have gotten into that. Drake said on the, the shop, John, with LeBron, like, I want I want to punch you in the fucking face. Motherfuckers went nuts with that. Yeah. Like, you can't even say that's you want. That's the threat of violence. <laughs> It just is. But in reality, a lot of shit that goes on in life is punch somebody in the face worthy. Like if we just, you know, what I'm saying we just being like real about the shit. Like a lot of shit is like punch a motherfucker in the face worthy. It just. I, I, I always think about that. Like, what would I have done, or what would you have done in that situation if you yeah. dame? With I mean, him? if you dame, you you you're you're putting a bad spot from the rip. You have to talk to Jay, and you know whether he did or he didn't, we don't know. Because um, I feel like it's a bigger difference from. Yeah, I'm going to get Kells on his hook for this song on the Dynasty. So right. we doing a whole All right, album I, I'm, I'm going to do this feature for Kells, John. He got the Fiesta, you know, first, John. I'm going to do the remix. All right. To turn around and we doing an album and a tour. It's like, you watch Entourage? Did, like, did you watch Entourage? Yeah. Sort of like, remember when E, when he couldn't work with, uh, what was the crazy director? Um... Billy um, Billy Walsh. Yeah, yeah, Billy. When Walsh. he literally just was like, "Yo, I maybe a date, but I can't." Because remember, he wanted to do the movie with Vince when he yeah. had, when he had the McLaren, the S, the, the saline job. Yeah. He just like, I can't work with this dude every day. And it's like one of them situations. Like your man's is the actor, this is the director, and they want to do a movie together, and you the producer. And now you looking like, right? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like Dame really got put in a spot. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you stop this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like now people are like, oh, man, you was in a Fiesta video. Don't tell me you ain't fuck with Kells. And he's like, it, 
maybe y'all just don't understand the there's, way the world works. Yeah, or... there's, there's nuance to everything. And, you know, just to, you know, the initial public reaction is to always take Jay's side regardless yeah. like nobody don't want to hear nothing bad about jay just like bleak jumped out the other day and was like i don't know who need to talk to dame or what's going on new yitty but uh <laughs> new dame, yitty. dame's full of shit man you know what i'm saying but it's like what what else is bleak going to say like what, what what bleak ain't said nothing bad or critical about jay in 30 years since yeah. we know him bleak we ain't never heard him say nothing even remotely like pointing in the direction of jay being wrong on anything so what is he going to say yeah and then the other person on the show is Jay Nephew. Yeah. Like, what, what's the niggas going to say? Like, he's literally paying y'all salary. Yeah, pretty much. So it's just like, you know, I. how'd you feel about the, the interview as a whole? The interview as a whole was one of the best interviews I've seen in a very long I, yo, time. I, like, listen, I liked it more than the Breakfast Club interview. Yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, um, Dame talked about fatherhood. He talked about uh, nepotism and the lack of nepotism in yeah. the black community. Um, a lot of things that me and Matt was, like, going at it with people on Twitter and shit about, like, the Kylie Jenner shit, about, like, nepotism and the fact that, like, because black people come from extremely poor circumstances, they feel like unless you come from equally dire circumstances that you're not considered to be self-made or, like, independent mm -hmm. or whatever like that because we don't have the frame of mind of starting from the middle or having a good starting place and then going up from there. So everything that black people on the whole relate to is, like, extremely poor, yeah. homeless, I was sucking dick for cheap grilled cheese sandwiches. Like, if it's if you don't have, like, a story like that where it's like, I sold crack to my mom to survive, yeah, yeah. like, it's like, you ain't self-made, motherfucker. You ever sucked dick for some crack before? <laughs> like, so it's just like, it's it's about, like, perspective and, like, your worldview and, like, you know, how you see shit. And Dame's like, we need more nepotism in the black community because once you start to paint these pictures and you see Russell Simmons' family being successful, then you start to, like, his daughters and stuff like that, then you see Rev Run's family being successful and doing other shit and him being able to use his success and his popularity and his fame to Pass it on to his yeah. family so that they can do the same shit. And you see Dame with his family. It, it, like his his son being a DJ and having businesses. And now his daughter's about to take over Rachel Roy and all of that shit, yeah. which is a hundred million dollar company that Damon still owns percentage yeah. of. Uh and then eventually Jay with his family and all that. Yes, we do need more nepotism in the black community because it'll start to alter people's perspectives on a lot of shit that we just can't fathom because it's not commonplace. To like me and Mo, we was out uh Whole Foods yesterday, and we was just sitting there. We was rapping, just sort of like about this, because we was talking about the Dame shit, and we was talking just life or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying how like black people have this thing where it's like the poorer you are, the more they love you, or 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 the 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 more disenfranchised your family is, that shit almost makes you like tougher. Or like he's like, you ever noticed like. Niggas start fighting or arguing. The first thing a motherfucker say is, I'm from da 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 And it'd be like, all right, you from that block, and I'm from a single-family house in the suburbs. I'm a trained MMA fighter. I'll break your fucking neck. <laughs> like, like that's that, not going to go the way you think that, it's like, going like to why, why is that embedded in the brain to where it's like the poorer you are than the more tough or rough you're yeah it, it's it's nuts we glorify that, a lot of bullshit we glorify bullshit i understand that yeah, all day yeah and i was telling him i'm like it is wild though because it's like i see it all the time like what like why are you just this ready for the dumb shit 
no matter where you at, right. what's going on, what don't matter where you at, how, however many people are around, you don't give a fuck. And it's like it's embedded into us. It's yeah. taught to us. That's why I like what Meek said on uh, Cold Hearted too. Um, he said, "Move out the hood, then you Hollywood." Like, and it's like, nah, nah. This is what you're supposed to do. Better your situation. But it's fucked up because the reasons people love Meek, they're not gonna love Poppy for. Correct. And that's fucked up. And the black we aren't like. Whereas white folks, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Aren't you of the Denver Slossons? Oh yes, come right. Like they treat you a better way because yep. you're a part of something. Whereas us, it's like, fuck out of here. Your you pop made it, nigga. You. Yep. And when I said it, he was like, "Yo, you absolutely right." I'm like, real shit. The same reasons they love me, they're gonna not like Poppy for. Yep, absolutely. And that's fucked up. We are just like that when it comes to the black community. And I see that shit on so many, not fuck the big levels. I'm talking about like just, you know, local everyday level, just local everyday level. It's like they used to tease us from being from Penrose. Dead ass. Anybody, Dev, Jewel, ask anybody from the Rose. They'll tell you, you from the Rose? What? Y'all from Penrose? Got it. Like, like it was a bad thing. Yeah. Like, how dare your parents? How be out dare here your parents start earning a decent living? What's wrong with you? Put you out of the way of imminent danger. Fuck wrong with them. Fuck wrong with these. I got bullet shells flying over my head every night. <laughs> right? Nigga. That's how we are, though. And that shit trickles from the biggest, from the rooter to the tutor. Yeah, we're just like that with everything and everybody. And it's like, how do you? And he was like, how do you end it? I'm just like, you don't. You you get a a, a, a work visa. <laughs> for a foreign country and go live there. You know what I'm saying? That's how the shit works. Because it's not going to get no better. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. It's just only going to get worse. It's just what it is. Like we see the deterioration of our city just on the whole in terms of like the urban aspects yeah. of it. And at the same point, you see fucking five new plots for high-rise condos going up every square mile in Northern Liberties and, and Rittenhouse and Washington Square and this and that. And it's just like... Motherfuckers, we just killed the most people in 30 years. I think no, it was 2007. <laughs> All right, so the most people that in tw- in 12 years. 12 years. And in the same exact city, the Comcast 2's going up. All of these different condos. It's a it's a new fucking uh The Eagles won a championship this past year. And we smoked shit. more shit than ever. Shout out to Coins. Like he put <laughs> that one like, yeah, like yo, real shit. All of this we're regressing. All of this free meek and the social justice warriors and the Me Too movements and it's time and all of this. Motherfuckers. Dog, how long did it take for somebody to get killed in Philly this year? Like a couple minutes, I think. 12 minutes yeah. into the new year. Somebody got their shit blown out in Kensington. Like, 12 12. Ain't y'all partying? Y'all out of Mad Dog already. <laughs> Been drinking since six. Been drinking since six. <laughs> like, the Mad Dog going, I'm out in the streets. We're going to rock somebody. Out that, here wreck chasing. Out here wreck chasing with no walkie-talkie, no police scanner, no tow truck. Shit I'm wreck chasing. Man. This shit is nuts. And we sit around and we look at people like Dame or Jay or Master P or just all of these dudes that's, like, super successful that's like, yo, 
Don't you want to own some shit, give it to your young, let them have it so then they can pass it on to your grandkids and then y'all could literally, instead of you being, like, one of the dopest things I ever heard Dame say was, I don't hustle for my first name, I hustle for, for my, my last. last name. For sure. Like, that's some real live shit. Fuck me being Dame. What about my, my, my great grandkids that I don't even know yet? Yeah. What about Christopher Dash the 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 third? You know, like that's the way other cultures, the Jewish community, the Asian community, that's the way they act. When you go into the fucking Asian hut and you order your wings and you see the motherfuckers all back there with Woolridges and Velcro sneakers and shit, the whole family ain't nobody making an hourly wage so they can go yeah, to the mall and all this goofy for our last name. They trying to get up <laughs> enough money to where they can go the fuck back over there or get somebody else to come over. They not paying no taxes. Yep. They run. They're running circles around. Same us. thing with the poppy stores. You, take, you take the poppy stores, right? You ever right. notice every four years it's a new poppy? Yeah, because that's his cousin or yeah. his uncle or his dad or his little brother or whatever, and they all come with a financial goal. Oh. As soon as they hit their goal, chill, and then they send the other one over, oh. and then they go back to Puerto Rico and build a fucking hotel or some shit Real like shit. that it's and a, live like kings. It's a new Julio every fucking three years you go in there. Yeah, and the they, Asian joint across the street from my depot, I, I, you don't even realize it because you don't, if you don't frequent it. like. But I, the other day, they was out front the little kids was out there and the mom was I'm just like that's a whole different family yeah. from what was in there yeah, because they, they passed it yeah pass that off we out y'all yeah. get it I tell people I've been telling people all the time on social media people be getting mad at me because I said I said listen I'm good. Matt's good. There are well-to-do black people in the city of Philadelphia mm. and in the world at large. But on the whole, we on some bullshit. Yeah. And I don't care what nobody say. Like, I see shit that go on in the news and different shit that people be getting themselves caught into. I'm like, yo, we really on some bullshit. And we don't, we don't get that the world is changing around us. Like, perfect example. Live Nation just put a $30, $40 million fucking event venue on North Broad Street. Yeah, the Met. They redid the Met it, right? At yeah. Broad and Poplar. If you don't, if you live in that immediate area and you don't realize that you about to have to go soon, yeah. like I was talking to Ao about it. Ao was like, "Wait till they redo the uptown." I'm like, "Dog, <laughs> when they hit Broad and Susquehanna, it's over for y'all." Like, yeah, they really put a forty million dollar building on on fucking Broad and Pop Line. a white one, just to yeah. let you know, like, fuck the shit up if you yeah. want to. Hands gonna roll y'all fucking spray paint over this shit. Motherfuckers was like, oh no, it's gonna be like a. Cause I saw motherfuckers like, oh, it's gonna be like a sp the new spot for like the young urban artists. Cause Meek has a show there, nigga. They got a motherfucking uh, sign in the window. Uh, uh, Barry Manilow gonna be there. I'm yeah, like, yeah, like, this shit ain't about Liza Minnelli yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> that shit ain't for us. <laughs> like y'all fucking. Meek is like the only urban booked over there for the well, actually, whole first six months. No, nah, um, it's somebody black. Uh. Cause I saw the billboard the other day. Um, it's not a rapper. It's a um, Uncle Charlie. Uh, Charlie Wilson okay. has he, a joint. He doing the, the holiday. It was yeah. like a, uh, the radio. Charlie show. Wilson got a joint, but it's yeah. like that type shit. Like yeah. it's a real live venue. This ain't like the stage on paid in full. Like y'all think y'all about to just be out here partying every fucking no, no, weekend? No 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 no. no, 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 no. It's not that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I I watched the way people react to like. It's it's almost like those dudes are like not wanted or warned like their thoughts or their feelings almost are like disregarded and thrown to the side yeah. where it's like yo y'all post this stupid shit online all the time like what would you rather have 50,000 cash <laughs> or you know a brunch with Jay-Z or whatever whatever and it'd be like y'all y'all think like this so yeah. why is it you turn around and when Dame or Master P or 
give me another one of them type dudes. Fucking uh, Irv Gotti, Jay Prince. Like when these dudes give you free game on these, the first thing y'all do is get on anyway. Who the fuck is he? Fuck out of here. He, and it'd be like, anybody listen to these old niggas? When these is the dudes, when y'all talk about the self-made shit that y'all love so yeah. much, when you know Jay Prince and them are from the third ward, like these was like, when you heard Jay Prince, you know, you don't get in the pen with hogs. These is country poor yeah. ass yeah. niggas. Jay Prince been rich since he was 20 years old. Like, but they grew up poor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dame and them grew up in Harlem and Brooklyn, Jay and them in Brooklyn. Like these, they started out poor as shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Project babies. Right, straight up. And they, they grew. So it's like. You can get the free game for the freezy. Like you it's can hear. Just all you gotta do is listen. All you gotta do is get, listen and not be a jackass. But the first thing you do is I oh, fuck out of here. Like I and it was weird for me because I watched the Nick Cannon Dame interview and I know you and me, we be in sync when it comes to like just second and third level thinking yeah. and just peeling back the layers of the onions. I took to the other day when I saw y'all talking about it in the group chat, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, I watched the interview twice. The R. Kelly shit was like maybe the fifth or sixth thing that I really was paying attention right. to. Right. Him talking about the fact that his daughter was going to college. He's like, college is $5,000 a month, $60,000 a year. She went, had good grades, you know, but she was like, I'd rather learn from you. And he thought, man, I'm going to take that $60,000. i am invested in her. Yeah, I'll give you a salary or put it where you want me to put it at. It was shit like that that I was paying attention to before the gossip bullshit. Yeah. Would, and that's really how we're wired as a people. Never mind the game. What did Tommy do to her daughter? At this, that, like, right. Why is this some shit we worried about when at the end of the day, all of, the, all of y'all that are balling and doing all this shit, your kids go to public school? For all the ball and all the bullshit, your kids should be in private school. Absolutely. You should be putting forth money to better their education. Yeah. But we're not wired like that. No. Listen, I've been I've been telling people the last few weeks, man, like, listen, y'all better start saving y'all fucking money, man. Like, all of them bags and them shoes and all that shit, it's cool and it look good on social media. But essentially, you're buying this shit to impress poor people. Really? And if you can't, I got a typical rule of thumb. If I can't buy something... Three times over, I'm not buying it. Like, I realized that the other day, because uh, somebody, some, who was I talking to that said that, like, buying shit to impress poor people? It's like, you go and get a, let's say, a pair of sneaks. What's the hot pair? Like, you go and get a pair of... Balenciagas. No, not even that. I was just going to say, like, some off-white forces okay. or whatever. <laughs> you go get some off-white forces, and you post a picture online. It's only going to be people who don't have them commenting, like, oh, you fucking Flames. it up. Flames. <laughs> yeah, because Drake not going to say that to you. Yeah. Virgil just shoved him a whole different colorway. <laughs> he, he not about it. To, you know, yeah. and, and that that's like per, you you said it perfectly. Like you're buying shit to impress poor folk, and then and, because and, the and motherfuckers he, who really own it, they and people are going broke to impress to impress people that have less than them. You know that, what's, that you, are that aren't equally yoked. To you know them. what's my favorite show is back on now. Million Dollar Listings L.A. It's my favorite shit. I don't know why I just like <laughs> the shit. The nigga Josh Flag, he's filthy rich. Like his mother was up a hundred mil, and now he's like the king of fucking real estate in L.A. Him and Altman go back and forth for yeah. like Josh Flag's like the number one solo real estate agent in L.A. But then Josh Altman's has like the number one team in L.A. But these motherfuckers is selling thirty, forty million dollar properties like it ain't shit. Like two, this. three a week. <laughs> the boy Flag. He he uh super duper fly with the old school like he drive nineteen thirty five Rolls Royce and shit like that like he's a collector of like yeah. old school cars, 
But every time you see him, he got on a 24K gold Yachtmaster 2 or a big-ass Skydra. And it's just like, it's it's the norm. Yeah, it's just part of who he is. It's just, yeah. like, it, like you see them, like, uh, what's the boy, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Um, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Every show he on, when he doing the shit going to diners, he got on a big-ass Yachtmaster 2 or a fucking uh, AP. That's all he wear. Right. He got a gold AP and a gold Yachtmaster. He in some of the filthiest restaurants in the America. And he in a fucking America. hut. <laughs> he in, you got to get the elbows out. Like, and, But he got a husky at, but because yeah. it's just the norm. Yeah. It ain't even like he, like, I go on Guy Fieri Instagram, it ain't pictures of his watch. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we just live in, like, this weird little bubble. Yeah. And then when somebody who is considered a leader from our culture or from this generation tries to talk or give some game the first thing immediately is like fuck out of here I and listen to that nigga and try that to get bitter and this and that and try so to when i saw the, the fallout one thing i didn't even think that dame and nick cannon interview was that long when i actually saw the interview it was like oh this is on an hour and 20 minutes i'm like instantly i'm like i know damn well because nick cannon is smart as a fucking whip yep. and i know dame it's no reason for it. They, the, just these two dudes in a room talking for an hour and 20 minutes that all y'all are talking about is some gossipy Dane shit. Dane with the fear. It's no way. And the shit was always at the end of the interview. That was, yo, I swear <laughs> to, I, the, we here. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that shit wasn't even, they didn't even broach that topic until 48 hey, minutes dog, in. I watched the joint, the whole shit about the nepotism, the shit with his daughter, the shit about Rocky, Aaron, and I'm just like, is the, I was thinking to myself like maybe it's two parts because I'm like the arcade I didn't even get to the arcade right. then this shit popped around like the 50 minute mark yeah. and Dame's whole approach to it was just like what are we talking about like you could tell he was like slightly annoyed you because know why he's like, annoyed because he's been doing he's been back in the media doing interviews for five years straight and number one Jay don't talk to nobody and then two when you do talk to Jay he got a strict list of what you can and can't ask him so the the people never ask Jay these tough questions they've never you've never once seen somebody in the media ask Jay about the Rockefeller breakup right. but every time you see Dame they ask him or they ask him something about Jay-Z that they won't ask Jay-Z mm -hmm. Jay was on the breakfast did the breakfast club Dame did the breakfast club you asking Jay, Dame shit about Jay, but you didn't ask Jay shit about Jay. Because <laughs> honestly, though, I, I know someone who got to like get in like on Jay interview type shit. And like Jay has like a uh, like a script, like a guideline yeah. of what you can and can't say. And if like you fuck that up, you got you, you got to get out the room. So right. it's like, yeah, he'll come in and it's like no questions about Dame, Aaliyah, Puff, this person, that person, that person. And you like. Fuck, we gonna talk about. So, <laughs> you like Ethical Boxing Briefs? Like, it's literally like yeah. they chop it down to where you can't even ask him certain shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So, that's why when Dame show up and they know Dame is an open fucking book, they like, yo, so, uh, Jay and then Dame, like, come on, man. Like, what the Are fuck? Are we still talking about this shit 15 years ago? Because later? Jay walk in the room, like, don't ask me that shit. Yeah. Or I'll bounce. But he's reached that height to where it's like you need the Jay Z name on your joint more yeah. than I needed. Absolutely on on mines. You but know? they but what they don't be realizing is he do be needing them. Yeah. Like like at that point where he did the Breakfast Club interview, he needed them because he needed to sell that fucking album. He needed to sell Magna Carta, Holy Grail. He needed to sell that fucking album, and they was the biggest shit out at the time. Yeah. So he needed them just as much. It as wasn't needed. all these different platforms. It wasn't yeah. all exactly, and they, and they were hands down the biggest yeah. one. So it's like, who are you gonna go to? You gonna go there? Or you gonna go to Sway? It ain't really nowhere else you're going to go yeah. to in New York City that's going to 
cut through the culture and reach the audience that you're trying to get to as far as right. people that listen to and buy music, especially terrestrial music in the way that Jay-Z makes it where you still service and shit the radio and all of that. And it's just... I, so let me ask you this real quick. What what happened with 50 and Dame? Because I didn't even see this. So 50 posted the clip because Nick Cannon broke, broke, did, broke down clips of the interview okay. and was posting them on his page or right. whatever. So people seeing the shit and re-grabbing it and blah, blah, blah. And 50 grabbed the clip of them talking about the Foxy Brown shit and was like, oh, man, Dame and Nick Cannon, some suckers for talking about this. Y'all trying to get Jay jammed up. And then in the comments, 50 wrote again, this shit should have been called Two Hoes Gossiping or some old shit like that. And... uh they asked Dame about it. Him and Kenyatta did a joint on their hip hop motivation channel. And he asked Dame about it. He was like, honestly, he was like, knowing 50 and how smart he is, I think he actually is trolling Jay and saying that. Like, talking about y'all trying to get him jammed up with the most. He's like, I think he really like trolling Jay because he's smart enough to know that, like, number one, if y'all look at the actual, Dame didn't say anything. Yeah. About the Foxy Brown shit. He said, why are you asking me this? I didn't sign Foxy Brown. I don't know. Then he thought about it and was like, you a funny nigga. You an ill nigga for asking me that. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. What do you think about it? You know what I'm saying? He put the question back on Nick and then Nick went into it. But Dame never yeah. said anything about like the Foxy Brown shit. But it basically was like implied. That I don't, why did why did Foxy Brown, why is she resurfaced now in the midst of all this R. Kelly? Because allegedly she was 16 years old, 15, 16 years old when she... uh got signed to Def Jam, and they saying Jay was hitting her. So that's what uh, Nick was as, was basically alluding to with Dame, and Dame caught it and was like, wait a second, like, why are you asking I peeped Dame was just on the tip, like, you, you, you was an ill nigga, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You was a funny boy, you know what I mean? Like, I peeped his yeah, whole... and then Nick straight came out with it and was like, oh, yeah, no, because, you know, they saying he was smashing her, so I'm just trying to see if you saw something. And Dame like, oh no, <laughs> like I, I don't see nothing. But it's funny that you said that. Like you a funny guy or whatever like that. But Fifty was just like y'all trying to get Jay jammed up and blah blah blah. And my whole thing is this, right? When I mean, it they can't get Jay jammed when, up though. But when it comes to certain topics, it ain't no jammed up because if you fucking kids, you're dead wrong, and somebody need to speak on it. So it ain't no if you trying to get Jay jammed up. If you was twenty seven, fucking a fifteen year old. That's kind of like, wow, homeboy, yeah. especially for you to already had been a millionaire before you came in the rap game and, and having money and all. You should have known better, really. Like that, whatever little bullshit that was going on in the street should have already been behind you at this point. Yeah. So to me, it ain't no jammed up when it comes to something, a sex crime. It ain't no jammed up. If, if indeed you did that, somebody need to speak on that shit. And it need to be illuminated because, like people say, it's a lot of R. Kelly's talking about R. Kelly. Like, it need to be known that, like, oh, no, we got another one. You get what I'm saying? Like, because who's to say that if that was the case, that she was the only one? Yeah. So, for me, just looking at it, like, on some 2019, how, how society views sex crimes and crimes against women and all of that shit... If indeed Jay was 27 hitting Foxy at 15, 16, and that goes for whoever else in the rap game might have been tagging her. Y'all motherfuckers is dead wrong, and that need, shit needs to be put out there. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that aspect of it. I was just talking about from a legal standpoint. Like, Oh, legally, it's nothing that can be done. It's yeah. past the statute of limitations yeah. and all of that shit. But there's a phrase that, uh, you know, black Southerners say called shame the devil, meaning like, you know, give people the credit that they deserve for yeah. doing fucked up shit. This would be one of those moments if indeed it was true. And all Nick did was ask a question yeah, and they, say what everybody else heard. Yeah, they're, is, they're trying to get Jay. Like, they 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 coming in hot. The, uh, oh, yeah. The whole Beyonce shit. Like, they was tripping off about that shit, and it's just like... Y'all gonna force Beyonce to say her real age. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> Beyonce gonna come out let y'all know she's 40. <laughs> gonna piss everybody off. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's just the whole two-ray shit. And I thought that was hilarious. Yo, you Be- talk about, yo, like... Did you actually, like, I read mean, the... <laughs> that nigga is sick. Did you hear about this with the guy Torrey? So Torrey is the guy that interviewed R. Kelly. The famous on the where B. R. Kelly said, "Oh wait, now I know you're talking about." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where he, he said, he asked, uh, "Do you like underage girls?" That's no. Torrey. He said, "Do you do you do you like teenage girls?" Teenage girls. He said, so "When you say teenage, how young is we how talking?" Old we talking? <laughs> how easy is that question? By the way, that hey. was the first question of the interview. Yo. Yeah. He said. He said I was. He said it was a softball. I'm expecting him to say. I don't like any teenage girls. You know, I have some friends that are 19, 20 years old, but that's the furthest extent to it. Let's move on. He said, I was expecting that answer. He said, so for him to hit me with how old are we talking? He said his, they said his crisis manager came running into the interview like, oh, stop the fucking and, interview. And Ray said they didn't, he didn't even think they was going to air it. He <laughs> said when he watched it, he was like, oh, shit. They <laughs> actually put that in there. So Torrey apparently was working for, uh, was it like Essence Magazine, I think? Essence. Essence yeah, Magazine, yeah, yeah. which is owned by Time at the time. And he had uh, instances where he repeatedly sexually harassed the same makeup artist and went as far as like sending her written messages saying, My nut would look so good on, on your, your face. face. Yeah. And I just want to have unprotected sex with you. And I know you can fuck so good. Like all this crazy shit. And. It got to the point where the girl like refused to be around him. Yeah. And then she it, it, it got so bad that she went and reported it to Time, who immediately they fired, fired him. They fired him. And then they wound up working on something again. And she said he wouldn't even come in the room. Yep, wouldn't she... even come in the room. Yeah. Seeing that she was working, working the hair and makeup, wouldn't even come in the room. Yeah. And I thought that was like eye over knee. Yeah. Like you you like it, it's funny because it's like everybody they had on the R. Kelly scandal, it's like they all got a bunch of bullshit. A sketchy, with them. yeah. Like <laughs> everybody's got the skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Young, young yeah. sketchy, and it's just you know from from Charlemagne to him to they just, got Charlemagne out of here the same night. People already don't really fuck with like Charlemagne. Really got like a like it's kind of BS. Like his uh following, yeah. It's like all like. Weird. It's like him type dudes. It's like yeah. ain't too many side. Like when you look at like the the what we consider like the the the, the more thorough side of entertainment as far as urban culture. Yeah. When they get up there on the show, they more so be like, "Yo, shut the fuck up!" Right. <laughs> From Fredro Star to Dame to Beans, Beans. Like they they really just be like. He just knew not to play with game when game was up there with game, the whole meek yeah, shit was like, going on. It, it just it's a lot of them that they really just more so be on a tip like I get it. You 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 a media dude, you know, you whatever, whatever. Your whole thing be you came into the media game and you're you try to like almost play off the fact that like, yeah, I used to grind. 
yeah, I've been to jail. Get, like, get, like you was like a serious street guy. That's the joint you play right. off. But then on the flip side, you got like all this bullshit with like rape and all this crazy Improper shit. touching and yeah, all like kind all of crazy this, shit. Like you, yeah. you, you're a weird nigga at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. And then you try to talk. I don't know if you really, you and me get it because we talk about it before. Yeah. But people who, I don't, people watch Breakfast Club interviews just for like the gossipy gossip, but like what they call it. Show. Uh, chatty patty. The chatty patty bullshit. Yeah. But when you can really. Chad, no, because me and Chad spoke like vigorously about him with Leor Cohen or him with Jay. Like I watched him like change. Yeah, the energy is, is way different as opposed to like a six nine or a any like a uh, uh, PD crack and and like just it, it's just a different energy depending on who's yeah, in the room. The, remember the camera interview where, where right. after the May shit where May spanked Cam and he let Cam come up there and lie for an hour and thirty minutes right. straight. And it's just you you watch these joints <laughs> go on and it's just like all right we kind of get it what type yeah, of yeah it's like we can wrap this up <laughs> yeah you know what I mean and I I told you I've I've personally just been like I've been cool on Charlemagne yeah. for a and it's wild because I bought his last book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I got through like three or four chapters. It was pretty cool. But just I watched the way he he flip floppy. Like depending on who there and what like you let Leor come into that room and shit on Dame. And then Dame come there and you try to shit on Dame for for talking to the you know, it, it's just like I can't fuck with that. And Leor gave y'all so much in that interview that you could have been like, this is the moment. Then he do. Then he opened the door again. This is the moment. And then he opened the door again. I and, couldn't believe and, it. And he just he just let it just like just let it go. Y'all let Leo off the hook for saying, "Yeah, I don't support the whole drug epidemic shit that's going on in rap, but I got a family to yeah, feed." Yeah, somebody is a drug addict. I got a family to feed. I can't be bothered with that. Like y'all let him just say that and then be like, "Yeah, so so how much you don't fuck with Dame?" You know, like <laughs> what? Yeah, I created the 360 deal because we needed a new model based on the fact that we was making these artists famous. Okay, but are you actively seeking them fucking work in film or are you going out and getting them additional shows to justify the percentage that you take? None of that was asked. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild watching the shit go on. I was just like lost. I'm like, what's happening right now? You know what I mean? And ever since that, I just uh, that was like the nail in the coffin for me, where I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, I'm cool." Like, I, Envy is cool. Yeah, I, I like Envy from the the mixtape days and shit like that. Angela Yee, I'm kind of alright. Angela of. Yee is just like an ornament. Yeah. And, like, the, I, and the sad part about Angela Yee is that she's she was so good on her li, show. Lip service is still alright at certain times. But her Angela Yee in a morning show on Shade oh, Forty Five yeah, yeah, yeah. was so good that it's like. You've allowed yourself to be dumbed all the way down to where you don't even matter. Nobody takes you serious as a media personality anymore. You're not you. You were supposed to be elevating your shit and getting these exclusive interviews and like the Angie Martinez Birdman shit and stuff like that. That should have been Angela Yee. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like your your career has just it's just leveled off since you've been on this platform and you are doing so good. Right. And it's just like you've dumbed yourself down to being like a chimer on. A show with envy and an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean the, the the I don't know the the it's wild because they like, you know like they're 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 dog they hit AJ Callaway twice this week. They said he got more charges than that though. Right, like more documented charges. And, and, and it's just I, I think you wanted to talk about the rape culture shit a little bit. It's just 
they're all coming out. Yeah. They're all like, and it's for me, it's like, are we going to hang people for their crimes from yesteryear when they lived in a culture that allowed all of it. But a lot of it's not even crimes, though, brother. Like, a lot of it's just, like, horny niggas no, trying no, to No, 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 I'm, I'm not talking about, like, <laughs> like le- I'm not talking about legally. I'm talking about, like, morally. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. That, I'm not talking about the legal aspect yeah. of it. I'm talking about, like, we lived in a culture where, what was our episode a couple weeks ago? Uh, horny animals? Yeah. Hor- being a horny animal was just, like, was accepted. Culturally accepted. Look at Luke made a career off of it. Real talk. <laughs> Too short made a career off of it. That like, that interview with Luke and J- and Jay where the chicks is eating each other out, like that's the creepiest interview of all time. Yeah. Jay looked you, his his introvert shit is oozing out of his pores. <laughs> like Jay, he you ever seen it? He looks so. Un- Jay straight said, "All right now," and that's me. <laughs> all right now. Me, all right now. <laughs> me, me and Jules, we because that's my pop line. That's my pop yeah. like go to. He don't know what to say. All right now. <laughs> and we crack up about it because we say it all the yeah. time now. So I sent him that clip the other day. Jules was dying. He was like, yo, he sound like your pop. I'm like, that's how I know Jay really 60. Like he said it like an old black man. You know what I mean? But he was that uncomfortable on the couch that when the chicks started like getting on top of each other, he was like, all right now. Like, but that's <laughs> that that's how creepy society was at the time period. You know what I mean? Like we just were, we were okay with horny animalness so it's like now we live in a time period where the me too the time's up all of this stuff is going on now do we go back and like remember in 1982 when you watch bill cosby literally go to jail off of this shit now you know what i mean like they straight put bill in a box from some shit from the 70s and the 60s and all so it's like i guess there isn't a statute of limitations as far as the cultural and moral aspect of it legally well not even legally because they'll go get bill for some bullshit but it's remember at one point it was like every two days it was somebody new popping up ben vereen just weird there's all kinds of motherfuckers (laughs) popping up morgan freeman yeah i'm like y'all gonna tell me god sexually harassed you that's what you're telling me and it's just i don't know because i got sisters i don't have a daughter you know i had a mom and shit but like I mean, a, I lot of, a lot of the shit that went on was, like, Too Short said it on his recent Vlad interview. A lot of shit that went on was just niggas trying to get pussy. Like, niggas was just trying to fuck by all means. And they was just, hey, let me fuck. Let me fuck. You think I, I can fuck? I'm trying to fuck. Like, and that's what a lot, it was like pandering, basically, what yeah. it was. Like, just like, just horny niggas trying to get pussy from anybody. Like, they were just indiscriminate with it because they knew, like, all right, what's the worst that could happen? As long as I don't take the... Like, they learned from the Tupac and, and Mike, Mike Tyson, Tyson shit, but they just was, like, just being hounds. Like, just niggas being hounds. So it's like, it's in poor taste, but technically it's not illegal. Right. So now they've made it to where it's, like, damn near illegal with, yeah. like, the cat calling and, the, like, this is... You're problematic and, like, show how my man hit coins and something about, like, yeah. these keywords and shit that they latch on to you when you do certain shit. So where it's like, I posed the question the other day on my story, like, yo... When do you, how, when and how do you talk to a woman now in 2019? I don't know. I'm afraid. Like, the, like you can't, all, you, you offer her dinner, you fucking, your DM get, end up on fucking social media. You fucking offer her some dick, she called the police on you. Like, I don't know what to do. It's crazy because I was saying it to Lee and I was like, you know how we met? I jumped off the bus. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if that shit happened now and I did that, and she in any way was like uncomfortable with that and called my company. Lose your job. I'm fired. Fired, bro. 
Like, they pulled a video and see me getting off. She could say, this nigga got off the bus and tried to sock me. Yeah. She could say anything. They show me getting off the bus and be like, yeah, I was offended, whatever. Yeah, so open. You got so you gotta make that shot. If you don't make, you that gotta shot, nail that motherfucker. You gotta you exactly. shoot. You shooting from three quarters court, yeah. and you gotta nail that motherfucker. Real talk. Because if you don't nail it, unemployment. Line, like if you if you nail it, you win fifty thousand and a, and a Mustang. <laughs> but if you miss, you go to jail. <laughs> Real shit. And that's just kind of like where society is now. It's like yo, you gotta like damn near like send a chick like a questionnaire before you even shoot your shot. Like hey. Uh, do you think I'm attractive? Like, do you think you could you, could you see see me sign a contract? Yeah, do, could you see me spending my money on you? <laughs> like, you gotta like send the chick like a wild oh. questionnaire just before you even approach the topic of like physically meeting up no. with her. Chick at my job, I, I ain't gonna say no names. But chick at my job sat in front of me. We we closer than this because the tables ain't this wide. Yeah. she sat right in front of me and she was just looking at me. I was like, "What's up?" She was like, "You got some real real sexy lips," and I'm like. You know I could get you taken out of here, right? Like, <laughs> like, but, but, and we laughed about it or whatever. But it's just like, yo, as men, if I was to say that to her, going to jail, bro. It's like <laughs> you running HR? the back. At 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 the bare minimum, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Patrice O'Neill rest got rest his soul. He said on his stand up, like. Having women work with men is like having salmon work with grizzly bears. And the salmon get to walk in covered in honey and be like, good morning, grizzly bears. And you can't even growl. You just got to smile and look at the shit. Because if you do haul off and growl, she's going to be like, oh, my God, human resources. The grizzly bear just is some grizzly bear shit. But it's like, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, by nature, you're a horny animal. At least coming from the previous culture, that's just how you was like almost like trained yep. to, to react to everything. Damn, what up, sis? Ho, 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 slow down, baby. Let me talk. Damn, why, why you looking so mean? Let me holler yeah, at you. Like, yeah, I see you out here with the legs on. I like that. <laughs> that's just how it was. You do that shit now. You compliment a chick ass now. You go. Chick, you're getting, chick you're, might you're put you on live. She be like, this nigga right here is creepy. Like, well, look out. <laughs> now you running away on the subway platform, <laughs> <laughs> looking crazy. Real shit. Just wanted to know if you wanted to get some grits and eggs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't had to put me on live. It's wild, man. Like the um, I I don't know where we're going. Like you said, how do you speak to a a female now? Listen, all like, these different women, different ages, different professions, all of that shit. My one homegirl, she a state trooper. She was just like, "Yo, I'm pretty much cool with anything as long as he's respectful and I'm not in my uniform. Like, don't try to holler at me and I'm in my, I'm 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 in state trooper mode. Right. Like, spare me." Uh, other women was like, "They they was like, well, you know, uh, we we is if if I'm giving him some signs or this and that, I'm like, ho." I'm like, what are the fucking signs? What are the signs? What are the signs? What are the signs? I've had women blatantly tell me that I was this or that, and I still was like, oh, okay, cool, have a nice day. Like, I don't, I, I can't read them signs. Like, what are you telling me here? Yeah. So it's like, if you miss the signs, then that's on you. And it's just like, no, that's not how this works, man. Like, you damn near, like, as a man, gotta wait for a woman to approach you and, like, hope for the best. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you interested, like, you just gotta hope for the best. Either that or just get so rich to where it's like they find you. Yeah, but even that. <laughs> that shit could go left too. Yeah. It's a dirty game. Is any man worthy of fame? Much success to you. <laughs> like, real shit. Like, it, it just, now it just seems really, really, like, uh, my homegirl the other day was talking about, like, the dating apps, like, the dating websites and all of these different type things. And yeah. She's like, maybe this is a good way to, like, meet somebody. And I'm just like, I'm a little afraid of that. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm old school in a sense of, 
I want to see you and like come up and like introduce my. I'm a talker though. Right. Not everybody can converse the way I can. Like I have a great mouth. Pulse. Right. Like I I can talk well. So I'd rather do that than this algorithm figure out that I like New Jack City and so do you and be like, yeah, y'all should be cool. You know, I don't want to do that. So I'd rather talk to you yeah. if I'm going to approach anyone and meet them. But I understand that the world we live in now isn't really like okay with that because, yeah. you know, I saw one thing where the woman was like, I was walking and the guy came up and was like, hey, how you doing? You look real nice today. And she was like, I feel like he was honing in on my breasts and that's why he was talking to me and I'm thinking to myself like your titties is out like <laughs> and how did you get all of that just from him trying to speak to you you know what it's I mean? just wild so it's like what put your titties away like what do you do in them situations that was more like she was asking me like should I try online dating and I'm just like I mean I yeah I, you know I I guess has anyone ever like found like match say they they make more connections than anybody out there and shit has anyone ever like does anybody know anybody who met anybody that not not a match at least but at least two of my friends are now engaged with the girl they met on tinder really yeah it's crazy I heard tinder is like all ho shit yeah it's like pretty shallow too it's kind of oh, weird wow. well actually no i'm lying I do know somebody who's in a relationship from Tinder, but on the, the flip side, I know people who like get on Tinder and just yeah. have had, it their way. I had work. a conversation with two women that I really respect that actually have some sense, and they were saying like a referral is like the best way to like get their attention at this point. Like, like Mutual if you friend. like if you like a girl, find out who her friends are, and then like bribe her friend or get her friend to like refer you because she feel like her fr- depending on how close the friend is she know the friend not gonna put her in a bullshit situation ah. so that's like the workaround now so now it's like corporate sales like you gotta yeah. you gotta build your book of referrals now <laughs> like yeah. in order to get some new fucking business the referral dude yeah I, I can see that because a lot of chicks but here's the thing right a lot of chicks like end up with clowns because of referrals I can see that too <laughs> yeah because what one person value, you know what I'm saying? The refer, the person that's referring him to you may value something that you don't value. So then like, at the same time, I feel like the uh, the the mask that people put on when they first meet you is the referral ain't gonna pick up on that. Nah, it's not. You know what I mean? Especially not if he talking that talking that right talk. You gonna you gonna breeze right past that little screening, little yeah, pre screening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the free screen, yeah. Like it, the the referral not going to pick up on certain things, certain uh, what they call them, like keywords, trigger words, and yeah. shit like that. Like the the referral not going to be able to to do that. So I can I can see it, but at the same time, you know, uh, it, it, that is why we need to get some single folk up here that uh, yeah, that can break this shit down. Yeah, like, like like how do you like meet people and date in two thousand and nineteen? Either you got to have a stellar not reputation. Not just like fuck buddies, which is what yeah, all y'all no, do but like, now. Like, yeah, like real dating. Like, how? Because I don't know. Yeah. yeah I'm scared to go. <laughs> Seriously. Then we need to get somebody to talk about uh, this, this, all these secret underground call girls. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a lot of secret uh, call girls out here. Like chicks that's uh, I mean, like popping on the internet, but they really call girls. I mean, that's. That's been around like forever, though. 
Like, uh, what she say on a... Everybody calling me. That's what they say on Hangover 2. That's a great way to meet the clients. Uh, <laughs> no, that was the first Hangover. It's a great way, to meet, a great way to meet the clients. great way to meet the clients. Yeah. Rape culture is scary. It's just... I don't want no parts of it. You know, I don't want to be associated with nothing bad. That's the reason I, I... For a lot of times, like, there have been a lot of situations in life where I could have, like, pressed and I just... I exit stage left. Yeah, I don't have no press in me. I, I don't have any. Like, I've I've watched homies, like, press, Listen, and I be on a tip, like... I got a homie, and you know him, and I'll tell you who he is off air, because I try I, to put I him on black. I around know who this one <laughs> tell me right. the So, I got a homie that I've literally seen him no less than 15 times. Like, just wear a chick down to the point where she, like... <laughs> I'm going to give you the fuck, fuck, fuck this nigga. I'm giving you this pussy because I'm tired of hearing about how good you going to fuck me. Like, I had enough of this. <laughs> I'm putting this pussy on you tonight, nigga. And the next thing you know, he fucked the chick and then now she in love and she chasing him after she done told him 9,900 times, no, it's never going to happen. Like, I've seen it. Like, where this is him, this is the chick, and the chick is like, no, fill in the blank. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. Every time I see you, you ask me, it's never going to happen. Leave me alone. Then the next time he see her, it's the same rap. And then next time, then you look up two years later and, hey, you seen such and such I'm looking for him. Now she asking me where this nigga at. I've seen it over and over and over again And because women are so susceptible to influence yeah. and being influenced. Like, I've seen this shit happen time and time again. I don't have no interest in him. He's a cornball, this, this, and that. Next thing you know, she in love with the nigga. And I'm just like, yo, like, you, another one. Like, yeah. he's skilled at this shit. Like, I've seen, because he has no ego and his persistence is just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You gonna let me fuck? Oh, no, all right, cool. I, I'm about to uh, go over here and get a drink. You want something from the bar? Like, it's just about nothing. Like, he don't care. He don't care about being turned down. <laughs> you gonna let me fuck? All right, now nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get I'm gonna give me a little. I'm gonna give me a honey jack. You know what I'm saying? You want some? All right, cool. I, maybe better luck next time. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Motherfuckers is crazy. I, I don't. I think we should get some uh, some single folk up here. Some people who are actively like dating and trying to find yes. love. And we should do like a. Uh, we should do like a, the the realest speed dating ever. <laughs> And get some single folk up here and yeah. figure out exactly how y'all are meeting folk. Yeah, how and are you going about this? How? Because I, I don't know. Like You know I, I don't know. I have none of the answers. I was a relationship expert two years ago, and now I have no answers to none of this shit. I be feeling like a relationship expert, but then there be days where I to myself, you've seen the, the black boys, <laughs> like, where he do that, that meme where he's just like thinking this shit, because I be like, I have no clue. It's too many curveballs. It's, it's way That's too why. much. It's too many curveballs and it's too much shit that could potentially go left. Like, and I'm just at the point where people got all these alternative lifestyles. I can't vouch for nobody I don't be with every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? If I don't talk to you every day or see you damn near every day, I can't really vouch for your sexual yeah. activities and stuff like that. I don't know what you're doing. And it's it's, it's wild, man. It's, it's wild. Like, it's all kinds of swinger clubs and just listen, man. The swinger shit. Listen, I can't. I, I, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just shut it up. Yo, <laughs> like I, I ain't know what was going on. Like I didn't that. know that the swinger shit was so prevalent in it, the black community. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can hit mine. Let me hit yours. Yeah. My man was on vacation in Miami with his baby mom. Right. They at the pool club at some fucking hotel down there or whatever. So he say, uh. They sitting at they sitting on one side of the pool. This other cu black couple sitting on the other side of the pool. So they speak, "Hey, how you doing?" Da, da, da. He says, "So you know, a drink come over." 
Oh yeah, this is from the couple over here. Blah blah blah. Oh, oh, cool. Thanks. He send them something. He send them something. Yeah. So another drink come over. Oh no, good looking. He said, next thing you know, the girl that's on the other side, she comes swim over. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, you know, I'm here with my husband. Blah blah blah. You know, uh, you know, I really like to have sex with y'all with you, you and your girl. Blah blah blah. He like, okay, cool. Listen. Next thing you know. Her husband come over. I'm also having sex. Hey, no, you know, you can you can hit mine if I can hit yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they're like, oh no, this ain't going down like this. Yeah, it's it's a lot of that going yeah. on, man. With young black motherfuckers, yeah. like you would be surprised, man. Yeah. I, we we got invited to a swinger situation. <laughs> and it sound like a lit idea. You like, go ahead and fuck over there. <laughs> then you realize like she got to get pounded out. Oh no, day. this ain't gonna work. Let's go to Wawa. This is back in house. Like, you'd be like, no, wait a minute. What the fuck am I talking about? Like, yeah, man, it's 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 a dirty it's, game. It's uh it's going down out here. You're right. It's it's that's that's one thing I've I've realized just in these last, I say, three or four years, like I'm not a freak. Like as, as like as, as far Thought I was a freak. Yeah. I ain't a freak. Like, as, no. as far as what the, you can get into out yeah, here. Yeah, the levels to which the levels you can go. which you can go to. It's like uh playing basketball. I mean I I play at LA Fitness every now and then, but it's like I ain't going down to pro in the league. <laughs> no time soon. So it's the same shit. It's, it's like there's some shit going it's, on out it's, here. It's, it's it's wild around here. Like they they getting it cracking cracking, and don't get it fucked up. I mean, you know, it's it's all kinds of shit you can do and things you can get into and places you can go or whatever, whatever. But just some of the shit just is like, wait, huh? <laughs> like that when you hit you like, huh? Like, like she's swinging what? Repeatedly? Like, like she the swinger ringleader? What? Yeah, they got cruises they go on. They got fucking uh. Um, what they call them, like, um, like, uh, cabarets and shit like that. Dog, them Jones is all in sketchy parts of the city, too. <laughs> like, real, real Port Richmond-ish, uh, down all that shit they building, like, front and Lehigh and oh, all of that man. shit down. Yo, it's, it's going down. Like, there's a whale in the boat, like Weezy <laughs> said. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think that would be cool to get some uh, singles up here, just to discuss. That would yeah. be what we could do a show on dating in 2019. We yeah, need we need about we need week. about three singles. We need three or four singles to come up here and uh, discuss dating in 2019. That'd be pretty lit. Yeah, we should man. set that up for next Sunday. Please, I'm with it. Yeah, anybody out there that want to participate in that, John, let us know next Sunday, seven or eight next week, T. All right, next week, 7 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? Get with us. Let us know if you can participate. Don't bullshit us, please. Yeah, no. We've gone through this before. People say they're going to come. They don't come. Come to the show, man. You know what I'm saying? We set it up. Yeah. Make sure we got a little spread for y'all, some yeah. cheeses. Yeah, different type. Uh, bring a big, big box of Ritz crackers and shit. <laughs> you fucking lit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that, though. But uh, you got anything else for today? No, nah, I got really nothing else to add. The only thing, I was trying to get the king of the uh, Philly internet on here today, Quilly. Uh, that didn't work. Uh, my man Life uh, supposedly going to put that together for us maybe in a future week. I just want to talk to Quill. Me and Quill yeah. are actually pretty cool. I just want to talk to Quill and find yeah. out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then his dub. I got a dub yeah. on me. That was weird. <laughs> that was wild. That nigga got back in the truck to go, turn the heat on. <laughs> Cold as shit. Uh, I'm done, though. You ready to be out? I'm out of here, All man. Right, we done. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? 
oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.